0: What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. You are listening to episode eighty-five is of it? the podcast. Yes, it is. Uh, we are finally done <laughs> Jeopardy. Jeopardy consisted of fifteen episodes, and we were uh, before Jeopardy. We were on episode sixty-nine. So Didn't
1: that make it eighty-four.
0: Well, those were the fifteen episodes, so the last
1: one was eighty-four. All right, I this is eighty-five.
0: I I you guys listen to episode eighty-five. Yeah and um what's up guys how are you doing
1: <laughs> they can't talk back
0: well i mean sometimes it's still nice to have a conversation even if the other side
1: isn't. it's like dora we're like the they're talking to a screen they're talking to us right you're the
0: one with the map don't <laughs> 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 crazy steve shout out um he's probably listening yeah shout out to Jerry trainer um <laughs> you're listening, we are uh, fans. Our DMs are always open, so feel come
1: free Come on to the show.
0: Come on the show.
1: Talk some Seahawks. Uh, yeah, because
0: Spencer Shea is from Seattle, correct? <laughs> yeah. That's the iCarly trivia. We'll have an iCarly Jeopardy. We should. No, that that would be a lot. Maybe just a Nickelodeon all-encompassing Jeopardy, maybe. Anyway, we- have- <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the biggest. I did, really did not think we'd be talking about Jerry Trainer. Yeah. <laughs> but here we are. Anyway, there's no sports on, obviously. Yes. Hasn't been any sports for two months. So we got to get creative over here at the Hogline
1: Studios. (laughs) That's right. I was at the last sporting event that happened. Ever? One of. Yeah, ever.
0: The Sixers and the Pistons. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that was the last day of NBA games, correct?
1: Yeah, I remember walking (laughs) to the parking lot when Rudy Gobert, uh, the news broke about him. Wow. Crazy stuff. I'm pretty much famous
0: yeah pretty much secondhand famous secondhand fame yeah anyway we had to get creative um well regard regardless of that it's one of the one of the one of my favorite days of the year is the nfl schedule release i that makes me if that makes me a nerd so be it but one time i skipped the baseball practice to stay home and watch the schedule release show
1: (laughs) (laughs) true story i don't remember that (laughs) it did
0: happen so um i always i even in a in a world with sports going on, I was always very heavily invested in the schedule release, but now I feel like even more people were, you know, looking forward to it, I guess, because there's nothing else to look forward to. Uh, with that being said, Jack and I predicted every NFL game, all 256 of them.
1: Yeah. We did this pre- uh, sometime in the preseason in August last year, maybe early September, I remember, before the season. I was way off in the Titans. I remember I had them going 3 and 13, made the AFC Championship. Um, I don't know, but we decided to do it early. I mean, yeah, we might do it again. I don't I, know. But yeah. I do
0: this every year, um, but usually late August. But this is the first time I've done it um, in, you know, April uh, or May at this point, but it's usually released in April. Um, but yeah, we predicted every single team's games. And, you know, like we, it's not like we, if we gave a team a win, we gave the other team a loss. Like it's even. Like yeah, this it is, works out. Yeah, so it's not like, uh, yeah, we actually wrote every single one down. So yeah, there's all the records are you know what they would be hypothetically here. So, I guess we're just going to give like an in-depth uh, analysis of each. Not in sorry, not an in-depth analysis of each team, but we're just going to touch on each team and tell you yeah. our thoughts post schedule release. See where these teams are at this point. Um, I don't, I mean, there might be a few signings. I know there's some quarterbacks like Ham Newton hanging out there and some uh, running backs who are unsigned. But Freeman, more, more or less the teams are, you know, clowny. Clowny. Yeah. yeah. That's, so, that's so weird. I don't know how he's done on a team. I mean, I because he's overrated do, cause and he's he, asking
1: for more money. Yeah. Right. That, Too that, much I money. Guess that's
0: why. <laughs> but anyway, the teams are, are as they are now. Um, So not too many, like the draft pass and free agency pass. Those are the major times when players get added and subtracted to different teams. So we just decided to go ahead and predict it um, because there's nothing else to do. Yep. So I guess we'll get started.
1: We're going to go division by division.
0: Yeah, we'll go with the AFC North. Uh, Who do you have coming in last in the AFC North?
1: I have the Cincinnati Bengals at 5 and 11. I also
0: have the Cincinnati Bengals at 5 and 11. Nice. Um last year they went 2 and 14. I am pretty sure. I'm going to check that right now. The, yes, they went 2 and 14. Uh so what are your thoughts on Cincinnati heading into 2020?
1: Uh well, their biggest key additions in the draft, Joe Burrow, T Higgins, um the rest are really escaping me, but uh, I mean that kind of. Uh, I like those skill position players they got on their offense. Um, I like Burrow. Uh, Joe Mixon is a good running back in my opinion, um, and then I, I like their the options they have in their passing game with Higgins, Boyd, John Ross, <laughs> and AJ. Well, AJ Green. I'm not not really a fan of AJ Green at this point of his career. Um so like, like it looks like they got the pieces there. um what, what's their o line situation exactly? I don't think they made any huge improvements. Um, I'll get a her right now. But. they did
0: not their offensive line was pretty bad last year right they will be gain they will be getting back Jonah Williams, who was their tenth overall selection in 2019, okay, and he tore his ACL and was out for the year. so he did not play. Um, assuming he's good, like he he is healthy he'll be ready to go, but um, so that that that's kind of like a free agent signing. that's adding back sure. into the puzzle. Yeah. Um, their defenses
1: still need some work
0: I'm like, looking at it. They did sign D j reader from the Texans um, I guess that's an upgrade of whoever they had in the interior of their defensive line sure but overall it's still a pretty weak unit on the defensive end. Yeah. probably teams will uh, won't have too much trouble putting up yards and touchdowns against Cincinnati. Um, but Burrow, uh big upgrade from Ryan Finley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's only so much he can do as a rookie, and he will be over doubling their wins according to our projections at five and eleven. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah.
1: It's a hundred fifty percent, maybe.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: Uh we'll move on from them. Who do you have in third place in the AFC North?
0: So I had the Steelers in third place. At nine and
1: seven. Okay. Should I say what I have, the Steelers, or who's my third place?
0: <laughs> Their third place.
1: Third place, I have the Browns, eight and eight.
0: All right, we'll talk about the Steelers first. Um,
1: well, okay, then I have the Steelers at nine, ten and six, nine, six and nine, six. second, and, yes, finishing in second.
0: Okay, I have the Browns in second at nine and seven as well. Okay. So Steelers and Brown both at nine and seven. Okay, Steelers, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I, I'm a little nervous about... Ben, I don't. I mean, I. Why? He's just old, and the elbow injuries. I know there's there were stories that he had been playing through elbow pain for years. Right. Um, But it's still like surgery. Surgery. It's not like a natural thing to be able to recover from surgery and be where you were beforehand at age thirty-eight.
1: Right. So the age thing doesn't necessarily scare me that much. Um, What scared me more about just particularly his elbow and that surgery, I think age-wise taking the year off pretty much is so beneficial to his overall health. I mean, he takes a beating year in and year out. So having this much rest, something he's not used to and it's just giving his body time to heal and just coming into this season, I mean, body minus the elbow, uh, that's another story, but from that standpoint, I'm happy with it. So in regard to the elbow thing, um I don't know. I'm com- I'm optimistic. I'm hopeful that he's going to the elbow's going to shape out to be fine. Um,
0: no, I, I I maybe it's just me being cautious. I think our ceiling is way more than 9 wins. I think we can definitely win 11 games. I I think Deontay Johnson's going to really step forward. I mean, he had a pretty solid rookie year for what it was considering the quarterbacks that were throwing on the ball. I think I saw some stat that he had the most separation of his routes in the league. I don't, that, I don't know. That doesn't, that's not a very exact stat to give, but he's very good in separation. Um, and now that Ben's back and with the emergence of Deontay Johnson, I feel like he'll take a, a step forward in his sophomore year. Uh, And, you know, we obviously added Claypool with our first uh, selection in the draft in the second round. Um, It's just – at times, like, I feel like Juju was – he still will receive the top coverage, but I don't know. I think overall the skill position players are better than last year.
1: Right. So, I mean, you mentioned floor. Um, Our floor is eight wins. Like, the team we had last year got eight wins. Our defense is the same. Our defense is amazing and it stays the same. But now we look at the offense. Our quarterback position is upgraded. Uh, old Ben Roethlisberger is still better than what our quarterback played last year. Uh, add Chase Claypool. Add Eric Ebron. That's two great pass catching options. Um, hopefully a healthy James Conner. finger crossed. Uh, but if he's not, I mean, we just add a great prospect and Anthony McFarland. So. Our running back field is more solidified and we have more depth there. So I just have to think if our floor eight wins is last year, I'd, I'd count that as a two-win two, two win increase. I have them at
0: 10-6. Okay. Yeah. I think we'll certainly be in the playoff mix.
1: Especially with, yeah, the expanded playoffs I see is in the playoffs. But we can stop talking about the Steelers now. We'll go to the Browns. I have them at eight 8-8. Eight, you have them at 9-7. and seven. Uh, Different finishing spots in the division, but – Similar out or records, I guess, only one game difference. Uh, what do you think about the Browns?
0: <laughs> I, I think they're – just the offense is going to be a lot better. I think that Baker will be asked to do less with his arm. Um, there, Obviously, there's a head coaching change from Freddie Kitchens to Kevin Stefanski. Uh, Kevin Stefanski historically is a run-heavy play caller. And that that suits the Browns well because they have two of two very good backs. Right. Um, they signed Jack Conklin from the Tennessee Titans, who was a part of an elite offensive line in of Tennessee. He Comes over to Cleveland. Um, they also add Austin Hooper. So now Baker is going to have two semi-reliable tight ends to throw to now. Um, obviously, the receivers we all know are Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, and they're you know I I. I think their targets will go down because of the increased run, but I just think it's going to help the team overall. And, I mean, this is the same story every year. People think the Browns are going to have some type of uh, stableness to the organization, but I feel like they found it in some capacity this year. Um, and I, I think that it's not going to be a drastic improvement. Like, they're not going to, you know, blow the doors off the league and every shock everyone but I think that they will have a winning record and they will just be an overall better team. Like, there's not going to be as much noise, I don't feel like. I think that um, this is it'll finally be a year that they can, you know, put it together, kind of. So I have them going 9-7. Yeah,
1: I agree. Or what were you say? You can keep going.
0: No, I mean, they, they have a – to start, they have Baltimore, which is a tough game on the road. But then they go, they play Cincinnati and Washington at home. So, in theory, they should probably get two wins there and um, feel okay coming out of the gates. So, I don't know. I just think that they're going to, this could be a year that they're going to be a decent team.
1: I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I, again, I have them similarly predicted as you did. I like what they did in the draft. I think, I mean, it's not the flashy picks. Oh yeah, a no, lot of people... Willis too. He, he right. was regarded Wills.
0: as yeah, Wills, excuse yeah. me. Uh, he was regarded as probably the I mean it was kind of somewhat, up for, somewhat debate, up for debate, but a lot of people had him as the top offensive lineman prospect in the yeah. draft and he fell to them at number ten. Right. So yeah, that's good for them. It's a good value pick.
1: Right. And I mean, I think the team a team is only as good as how good their offensive line is and their defense. Part of the reason why the Steelers had 8 wins last year cuz our offensive line and our defense was spectacular. Um but yeah, so they add Wales in the first round, that's great. And then add Grant Delpit who I really liked. He was from LSU. Right? Yeah, LSU uh yeah. a free safety is what he's listed as here. Um and then they spent two third round, two more third round picks on other defensive players looking like their defensive line. So um I like that cuz obviously they're pretty set their skull positions. On offense. Um, I have them 8-8. Eight eight. Well, also, that's true. They're a new coach. It's going to help as well. Uh, so 8-8 eight and eight is still an improvement from last year. Um, I don't know. You can, you can make an argument that they'll be better. I just, going off historical record of the Browns, I feel like I couldn't put them above 8-8 eight and eight yet, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe it was just part of my bias because I hate the Browns and Baker Mayfield, but yeah, we can move on to the Ravens.
0: What record do you have them as? Uh,
1: twelve and four. I'm at eleven and five. Okay, same similar prediction here again.
0: Uh, I mean, this is one of the most complete rosters in the NFL. Uh, their offensive line is spectacular. Ronnie Stanley, I believe he was an All-Pro selection last year. He 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 must have been. I don't have that in front of me, but he, you know, I'm almost 100% certain that he did. Um, Orlando Brown is a great young. Uh, Right, to, uh, right tackle. Mm-hmm. They add J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins to, to, to to you know, you know complement already the top rushing team in the NFL <laughs> with High Mark Ingram and Lamar Jackson, and they got Patrick Queen, who I thought fell a little bit in the draft too. I think he went they they picked twenty eight, so I, I thought he was going to go in maybe like the teens, like the mid, mid to late, late teens in the draft. So I think he fell a little bit. Secondary is good. There's just really no weakness to this team, and you know, Lamar Jackson will probably regress off of his touchdown ratio to last year, which was 36 touchdowns. I believe only six interceptions. But even even though that is kind of bound to come down, it's still gonna he's still going to be elite because last year was a special season. So, yeah, I mean they went 14 and two last year. We ha- I have them winning two uh, three less games. Jack has them winning two less games, but still winning the division. Uh, you know, with relative ease. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, not not too much to really add there. I really like JK Dobbins and how he's gonna fit in this Baltimore's uh offensive scheme. And again, not too many weaknesses. Maybe the weakness I can say is wide receiver.
0: I mean, yeah, again, they're I, all young
1: and they're I really a little unproven.
0: I, I really don't think so. I think Marquise Brown for what he asked for what he was asked to do last season did did it perfectly. I know he only had around five hundred to six hundred yards, but he had seven touchdowns. Right. I saw some reports that he was playing through, you know, injuries through a portion of last season too. So if he can – I mean, you know, that was a concern of his going into the draft. Will he be able to hold up? Will he be durable? Right. Um, but, you know, even if he's out there 75% of the games, even if he's not even doing anything, he still
1: helps, I feel like. Right, because he's so fast. Such a deep threat.
0: And they add Devin Duvernay too who ran a four-three-four <laughs> in the draft. Right, yeah. So yeah. They have no, Miles I, Boykin, Devin Duvernay, and right. Marquise I'm Brown. saying
1: that like I, they're all young receivers, and I like them. But I mean, they're just I guess you could say a little unproven. Like they're not like studs yet. Um, an, that you could consider that their biggest weakness. But again, not really much of a weakness. I do like these guys. I mean, again, you touch on the Marquise Brown thing, which it's impressive he was playing on the alleged broken foot the whole year. Which I mean, I, as much as that is, uh, some people view that as like a. Optimistic thing, like oh, he played that on a broken foot, and what what could he do with two healthy feet? Well, I mean, as you said, injury concern was something. He's so small, and injury concern was something that was a concern for him going in. I mean, already having a broken foot is not. I don't really necessarily view that as a good thing, but I don't know. Um, I'm just
0: curious, who do you have them uh, like? Which teams do you have them losing to throughout the year?
1: I losing to the Chiefs in Week three. And then later in the season, I have them going on a three-game losing streak to the Steelers, losing at the Steelers, losing home against the Cowboys, and at the Browns, losing.
0: Yeah, I have them losing to the Chiefs as well. I have them losing to the Eagles in week six. I have them losing to the Titans in week 11, us on Thanksgiving, and then the last week of the season, to the Bengals, because maybe they'll rest their starters. They'll, be locked. They'll, they'll, ho- they'll already have the division clinch and maybe yeah. they'll be locked into a playoffs, their seed. All right, All right we can so move that's on. the AFC uh, – excuse me, AFC North. We'll go to the AFC South now. Who do you have in last place in the AFC South? I feel like this is somewhat of an obvious one.
1: I have the
0: Jacksonville Jaguars. Same. I'm, I'm curious to what their record you have them as. Wapping
1: two wins. Oh,
0: I also have two and 14.
1: <laughs> uh, kick us off with the Jags.
0: <laughs> it's kind of a mess there – we We have spoken a lot about offensive line play, and this you might not be able to find a worse offensive line in football right now uh than the jags and it's you know kind of upsetting, but what what was once a very ferocious and feared defense is now not that
1: yeah <laughs> uh, they
0: really only have. Uh, Ngakwe and Josh Allen.
1: Who Ngakwe, he and could Ngakwe, hold out. Ngakwe, I, I don't, yeah, he, I feel like okay. it's a very realistic possibility. He does not play for them this year, even if he doesn't. He might, he might sit out. I don't know. He's just upset with the Jags.
0: There's multiple players in, in Fournette and Ngakwe, most notably, that have already ex- expressed, you know, dissatisfaction not, with the organization not playing as a whole. <laughs> yeah, and those are those are arguably their two best players. Yeah. So that is not good. Um, their wide receiver, I mean, DJ Chark did emerge last season. Yep. Um, they did add Laviska Chenalton in the draft, so they do have some, I guess, intriguing weapons on the outside.
1: At a Chris Thompson, too, right? I do like he's reuniting with uh Gruden, Jay Gruden. Yeah, they're really close. I, I heard something that like they were, I mean, they both came from Washington, they're were really close. Yeah, I think and Chris cried when, yeah. le- when he left, right? Yeah. Right, but, I mean, yeah.
0: their their offensive line is probably the worst in football. Yeah. um, And their defense is going to be very bad this season, especially if Ngakwe sits out some games. Right,
1: Ngakwe's gone. They got Josh Allen from last year, which he had a good rookie season. Um, Miles Jack – did Miles who, – who was the guy that – the Jags player that sat out last year and then he just got arrested? Talvin Smith. Yeah, okay, never mind. I was thinking maybe it was Miles Jack, but, yeah. I don't know. Is Miles Jack even, like, that great anymore? Um, they added uh, – they spent two first-round picks on defense. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it just still doesn't really excite me too much.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I I really, really think they will be picking in the top three of next year's drafts. Yeah,
1: this could be possibly Trevor Lawrence team. Lawrence, watch.
0: Yeah, it could be Trevor Lawrence, could be Justin Fields. So yeah. the Rams – excuse me, the Jags also have the Rams' first-round pick. So that's – they I, they might have more than – they have at least two first-round picks next year. So, I mean, they should honestly try to acquire another one.
1: Yeah. Oh, they got Tyler Rayford.
0: What do you know? All right. Yeah, he'll play three games.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's uh, – who has the, – uh, the other three teams in this division, it's interesting how you – I'm interested in how you think it's going to shake out. Who do you have a third?
0: Yeah, it really could go – any direction, but I have the Titans coming in third place.
1: Okay. I got the
0: Texans. I have the Titans at seven and nine.
1: Let's just read off like what we have here. Cause it's going to go, it could go either way at third place. I have the Texans at seven and nine. Second place. I got the Titans at eight and eight. And first I have the Colts nine and seven.
0: So I have the Titans in third at seven and nine. I have the Texans in second at eight and eight. And I have the Colts in first at eight and eight.
1: Okay. So at least we, I mean, Pretty much the same, whatever. But we, have we both Colts have the first. Colts,
0: Colts winning the division. But we'll talk about, let's talk about the Titans first. I okay. have them at seven and nine. You have them at eight and eight. Uh, I have them at third. You have them in second. And you know the Titans. You can say they overachieved last year. Maybe they were the sixth seed in the playoffs. They were nine and seven, and they defeated the Patriots, Tom Brady. They defeat the MVP Lamar Jackson and the Ravens on the road. And then they have a lead on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. Uh, obviously, they did not, you know, finish the game there. They Their season ended in uh, Arrowhead. But what do you think? Why – I mean, you only have them losing one less game than they did last year, but – That's right. They went 9-7 and and last I year. I have them losing two, less, uh, two more games than they did last year. But, like, what do you think?
1: Um, I I mean – I guess I guess similar what they're I don't know. not much really changed from their team last year. They lost Logan Ryan.
0: They lose Jack Conklin as well to the Browns.
1: Okay, I for, right. Okay, they um they did spend they spent a first rounder on uh right to offensive lineman which I like. Um I mean, I don't know. I just kind of see the same thing playing out. I, I not much has really changed here. Um right. I mean, I I don't know.
0: Not, you're right there's not conklin is a you know relatively big loss no more logan ryan as you mentioned i obviously am a big fan of derrick henry and i think he's going to be extra extra motivated because they franchise tagged him so he's really trying sure. i mean there's not really much else he can do you know improve on from last year because he already had an amazing year last season right but i guess what it all comes down to for me personally is i don't i don't believe in ryan Tannehill as much as other people do I know he had a really good season last year. He won comeback player of the year.
1: But I mean, really good season, right? He had a good did. season for him, but is that, what are his stats? I'm looking right now.
0: No, he did have a good season. Not even just for him. He he did have a good season, especially down the stretch
1: in the second half of the year. 2,700 yards. Oh, he didn't play all the games. You're right. Pass rating, 117. What was his touchdowns and interceptions? 22 and 6. How many yeah. games did he play?
0: I'm sure he played like 12. 11 Um, 11. exactly so he did he didn't play five games I I just don't yeah I don't know I I don't I just don't don't think think he's I don't believe in him as much as other people I saw you know this was right after the season concluded but I saw a fantasy page you know put their initial rankings up for the 2020 season this is back in February or March they had Ryan Tannehill third I think I'm like that is
1: that's a little crazy. Dumb. I. I mean, why do you? Why do you like? Not like believe in him that much. Just like the eye test. I mean, I'm not a huge Ryan Tannehill advocate, but I mean, just he had obviously several years, many years, starting for the Dolphins. Um, I think. I guess that. I mean, the Dolphins haven't been great for a while, and just he gets put in this new system in the Titans and he succeeded. I mean, he was a good prospect. He was drafted in the first round, I believe. Yeah. Eighth overall. I don't know. Like
0: I just think last year was just everything aligned perfectly. You look at their playoff wins, you know, I don't remember against the Patriots and I believe the Ravens, he threw a combined, he threw under 300 yards. Right. Yeah. In Both of those games that you, your quarterback can only do that for so long before teams start to figure out the NFL is too smart and they're, I mean that—that's the only thing that kind of worries me about Derrick Henry is that if if Ty, Ryan Tannehill has a season that I think he will, and he, I just I think he'll underwhelm, I worry that teams will just, you know, stack the box even more against Henry. Um, maybe Derrick Henry's just too good, and he'll he'll fight off eight eight man boxes. It's a
1: lot of carries, a lot of shredding those tires.
0: Yeah, but
1: Darrington Evans, watch.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. With that being said, I still think they'll be competitive. Um, they'll be. Yeah. I mean, I only have them losing out in the division by one game, so I think they'll be right right in it till the very end. Um, but, yeah, that's enough on the Titans. Yeah, Texans. Texans, all right. I, I have
1: them at 7-9. and nine. Yeah, I have them at eight 8-8. and eight. Which is a pretty big regression from – well, at least mine. What did they finish last year? I mean, they were the uh, – They won
0: the division at 10-6. and six, They had a the three or
1: four seed. They were the four. Okay. Yeah, they played the Bills.
0: So, obviously, the Texans – had one of the biggest news uh one one, one of the biggest storylines story in the off season when they traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson. Um, no one really saw that coming kind of came out of nowhere, and a lot of people were left scratching their heads at that trade. No one really understood what they were thinking there. Um, bill O'Brien is the gm did you know that Yeah, he's yeah both that's not good right. and really the only team keep the only thing keeping this team afloat is Deshaun Watson and if it weren't for him I would have them winning maybe four or five games
1: yeah honestly I agree Um, I
0: I, sorry to cut you off I really do not believe in their receivers Will Fuller cannot stay healthy at all I started him in the playoffs in my league one year Last season, he paid one of it. my teams, and he exited in the second quarter. <laughs> I'm sure that that many people have gotten that notification. Will Fuller exits in the second in the second quarter with a hamstring injury. Yeah, uh, Kiki he can't stay healthy. Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Cooks has, been has on had like
1: 17 teams. <laughs> one
0: more concussion. Brandon Cooks may not play football again. Yeah, he's had so many concussions.
1: Oh, Randall Cobb's there. He
0: did add Randall Cobb, but it's just. <sighs> I really don't believe in their wide receivers. I mean
1: they in my opinion, they just they lost the most talented receiver in football right now <laughs> and replaced him with Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb, which that's not good. I mean yeah. well, well what came out of it, they did get David Johnson, which that is an upgrade. They really
0: see no, yeah, you're right. I, I it is an upgrade in some regard, but and I trust me, I picked David Johnson fifth overall in, in our main league last season. Yeah. And that obviously did not you pan out too well after week five but and I and you know I, I've always been a big fan of David Johnson I I really hope he does well I'm a big fan he's a nice guy and I'm wishing him nothing but the best but there just has to be something like you don't just like he was so good in the first four four or five weeks of the last season and then he just didn't get the ball and they ship him out of town like there has to be something wrong with him for them to do that
1: I really believe. or their coach is stupid
0: <laughs> uh, we can't get into a cliff kingsbury debate not right now
1: on uh, the o-line i know they spent two first round or their first two picks last year in 2019 on o lineman. they didn't they didn't really add to it since um defense jj watt hopefully can stay healthy for his sake this year um other than that the defense does not really uh nothing really jumps out at me um yeah. And then, so I them at seven wins just because again, what we're saying, we're not really impressed. They lost DeAndre Hopkins um, and Bill O'Brien. I mean, I guess I may be a little biased because I mean, everyone's a little biased maybe because of how critical and how bad the public perceives him as a GM after that trade. But, I mean, I gotta, I don't know. He seems like he's a good coach. Is that wrong to say? Like,
0: bill ryan no i i, I think i i, I, would I don't say think he's, he's a the, good coach i would say he's the reason why they haven't done better okay they've had enough talent to you know make a run at afc championships and potentially yeah. Super Bowls, especially with deshaun watson when he's been there and i would say he's the, you know he's got them to the playoffs and that's good and good and well and all but if you can only get to the playoffs and losing the wild card games to the you know the bills they, they beat the bills they did win last year but like you know, their ceiling is the divisional round of the playoffs with Bill O'Brien. They need to – Right. I think that – I guess I'll go through uh, – as we're doing this, I'll go through coaches that I see getting fired at the end of next season. I think Bill O'Brien, if, out of the teams we talked about so far, will um, – Right. Him and Doug Marone. If, if you go 2-14, <laughs> the Jags, he will also get
1: fired. No, but I just want to backtrack. I don't think he's a good coach. But <laughs> I just think that – Right. He's an even worse GM, and I think his – GM transactions are going to really hinder him as a coach this year. Thus only going at seven wins compared to what they have last year, 11 or 10, 10. Yeah. So that's a three games is a pretty big regression in the NFL only 16 game season. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So so yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do that as we go through the teams, Doug Marone and Bill O'Brien will be out of, out of town. I can see that. That's time next year. All right, so we have one more team to talk about in the AFC South. That is the Indianapolis Colts. I have them at 8-8 eight and eight winning the division. Jack has them at 9-7. and seven. So, obviously, this will be one of the worst divisions in football next year in our eyes. Correct. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, what do, you, what do you like? What do you dislike about the Colts heading into next year?
1: Um, I know Phil Rovers is old, but he's not from Jacoby Brissett, in my opinion. Um, their O-line is fantastic, which I'm a sucker for a good O-line. Uh, they add one of the best running backs to this draft class in Jonathan Taylor, who is presumably going to take over the workhorse, uh, the workload, the majority of the workload. Um, but even, I mean, Marlon Mack is a great uh, second running back, and he minds. Like, their backfield's great, too. Um, I was never a huge fan of T.Y. Hilton, but they drafted Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC in the second round, who he's a promising a wide receiver prospect. Uh, Jack Doyle as well. So their receiving uh, options are solid. Um, taking a look at their defense, they got DeForest Buckner, that's right. They, that was a trade from the 49ers, I believe.
0: Yeah, they traded – the 49ers right. traded DeForest Buckner for the 13th overall pick in this year's draft.
1: Right, and they have Justin Houston, Darius Leonard, so they do have pieces on the defense. Malik Hooker, and then we talked about Xavier Rhodes a few days ago. Um, he kind of stinks, but you can – I mean –
0: all right, well I mean, no, everything you said is yeah. perfectly valid good points. The you know, I think they're going to stick to their strengths and they're going to do it very well. I think, you know, their highlights are obviously going to be running the football. Um I don't think that Phil Rivers can do Let me say this. I have Phil Rivers on my dynasty team, but I'm not very happy about it or confident in that. Um so, I, so I, I, really I really don't think he has much left, but I feel like, I feel like, he like if he sticks just sticks to, to this formula, formula of running the ball, the ball with Mac Taylor, throwing short passes to Naheem Hines. And, and what does Phil Rivers like? He, he likes tight ends and he likes big receivers. receivers. They, they went, went out, out and got Michael Pittman and, and they have Jack Doyle. Doyle. The Colts have always put a heavy emphasis on their tight ends. And I think, and I think they'll that they'll have a lot of sacks with Buckner, Buckner and, Sh- and Houston. So, so I think they'll pressure the quarterback and they'll run the ball very well. And I don't it'll think it'll be, be a great, great team, team, but I think, it'll think that'll be, be enough to, to stay very competitive in this, in this division team. and perhaps win it.
1: Yeah. I mean, with this division kind of being up for grabs, they can definitely take it.
0: Also really trust their organization. And I also really like Frank Reich as a coach. So I if you have a good coach and a stable organization, um, True. that can go a long way. And I I believe the Colts have that in place.
1: Well, it's Steelers at eight wins. And last thing on the Colts, uh, guess what kicker they signed? Young way, but Arrigo Blankenship.
0: Did they really? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess they did. I just took a guess. I didn't know, but okay. <laughs> They've got Chase McLaughlin and rodrigo Blankenship. That's going
1: to be, that's going to be a, a, a training camp battle. I, I want to tune into.
0: All right. <laughs> All right. So that concludes the AFC South. We'll move on to the AFC East and who do you have coming in last?
1: Uh, I have the New York Jets coming in last. What record? Four and twelve. All right, I have the uh,
0: Miami Dolphins coming last. But oh! Okay. <laughs> um, let me finish. I have them coming at six and ten. But we'll talk about the Jets first. And I, I, I mean, I know we will both have a lot to say about the Dolphins, but uh, we'll go ahead with the Jets. I have the Jets tied for you know technically tied for last. Both that's I have them okay. at six and ten. So,
1: yeah, I. I think I had them at 5-11, but I don't know. Going through each game, it's tough, and like I got to give the losses to someone, and the Jets just are easy to pick on, so they ended up at four wins. Um, I just don't think... We just talked about how the Colts are a stable organization. The Jets are the exact opposite. They're always been a mess. Not oh, I mean, the last however many years they've been a mess. Um defense isn't good Jamal Here's, Adams and that's it
0: I, I think Jamal Adams is another player that once that the Jet, once yeah. the Jets start losing games which we both think that they will I think Jamal Adams will become increasingly increasingly upset and want to get out of there
1: yeah I got the Jets going one in ten that is not good I have them going and then finishing off the season with three more wins
0: I do have them going let's see Heading into their bye week, I have them five and five. But then I have Oof. them I have them ending the season, um, obviously going one, one and five. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, typically the past the past two seasons, the pattern has been that the Jets start slow and end strong. Because Darnold both seasons, uh, the first year he was banged up, and then obviously last year he had mono. So he comes back, back in the like second half of the team season team and they start to win. win a couple games. I think it'll be the opposite this, this year. I think Adam yeah, – here's another coach, Adam Gates <laughs> out of town after this season. Yeah. um, Perhaps we could see Jamal Adams traded midseason or even before or after at some point. Uh, their offensive line was not good at all last year. They did add – they did add, excuse me, Makai Becton in the draft. But, you know, you need more than one good player in offensive line. Right. It's kind of a cohesive – it's all about being cohesive in the offensive line. Yeah. And even, even sometimes if you do have talented offensive linemen, they need to, you know, they need to play together and gel. Like sometimes it even takes a few games for sure. them to really yeah. build yeah, yeah. a unit. So, you know, an underrated part is you want to have consistency, consistency on your offensive line. Right. Um, so, I mean that, that they're still a little bit away from, you know, solidifying that. And they added Denzel Mims as well in the draft, I believe in the second round. But it's just, uh, you know, they really they have Rashad Perriman. They lose right. Ron, Robbie Anderson. Uh, they have, their, their receivers are Mims, who's a rookie, Rashad Perriman, who's probably been on four different teams in his career, <laughs> yeah. and Josh Doxson, who was absolutely garbage. So, um, I don't know. I really do think that Sam Darnold is good, and you know, somewhat better better than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. You know, toward, I really do think he will succeed at this league at some point, but people are just going to be patient with him. And I do not think it'll be this year. Maybe when they get a new regime in there, start to finally, you know, I mean, they did take a good step forward in getting Becton this year. I, I, I saw a lot of mock drafts where they were getting Lamb and Judy, which would help in its own right, but I definitely believe that an offensive lineman was the correct
2: right. pick there. yeah.
0: So that is encouraging to see if you're a Jets fan, but I still think they are going to not be so good as long as Adam Gase is there. And um, But, you know, they have Darnold and they have that figured out, so –
1: Yeah, and then the only thing you really didn't talk about was Le'Veon Bell, and uh, he didn't have a great season last year. Averaged 3.2 yards per carry. Right, and it's because the O-line was so terrible. I mean, we obviously know Le'Veon is a great, talented running back, but you can't do much with an O-line that's bad. Um, And there's a potential out in his contract this year, and there's some speculation that they might exercise that. He might even be off the team next year. So, again, they spent so much on – Getting lev and he's going to be out for two years. It just is a testament to how the un- the instability of the Jets organization, which we really we don't need to convince you guys on. I'm sure everyone knows about that. Uh, I guess we can move on from the Jets. Uh, who do you have? Oh, you said the Dolphins. All right, we'll go. I have the Dolphins in third, so we can talk about the Dolphins. You didn't um, say their
0: record. What record? Do
1: you nine have? and seven. Oh boy! Wow. Um, I'm low-key turning into a Dolphins fan. Putting that out there in writing, not in writing, but in the vocal space of the universe. You tell me why they're bad. I'll tell you why they're good.
0: Okay. So at the conclusion of last season, yeah, Pro Football Focus had their offensive line ranked 32nd out of 32 teams. Okay. And they did pick Austin Jackson in the yes. first round. Still he's kind of a de- developmental kind of prospect. Their offensive line is still going to be very very bad. Um I don't know. It it will keep be. going. Their offensive line will still be very bad. You know, I I th- I think Tua will be good, but I still think it's going to take some time. I I I'm yeah. not I don't think he's going to you know, there's some people that you know, opinions are kind of split on Tua. Some people think he's going to be a generational quarterback. Some people are concerned about his injuries, and some people are just, you know, just still not sold on him. I guess I kind of fall somewhere in between, in the middle of all of those three opinions. Um, If I had to pick, I maybe lean a little bit more towards the the bust side, but I'm not, I'm not calling him that by any means. Don't like quote me and say two is going to be a bust. I don't think that. Do you say he's going to be a bust? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in the title of the episode. Mitchell thinks Tua's dog Velo is going to be a bust. Um. Yeah, we got to get the try to get the clickbait there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I really think their offensive line is going to be very bad. And not that it can't improve over the year, but I just don't believe it at this point. Um, but I guess we'll segue into why they may be good. Brian Flores is but, a
1: okay, go, go, go. defensive
0: mind. And they added Kyle Vim, Noy, Shaq, Lawson, and Byron Jones. Byron Jones to their defense so they add someone at every single level like and the, the defensive line the linebackers and the corners they have a lot of talent there
1: and talk about the first round pick they spent on Noah I can't say his last name
0: yeah um but
1: Ig- I, I, I think <laughs> well,
0: whereas last year their defense was quite terrible this year it will I believe make great strides and it won't be a, you know a top unit but it'll definitely be people can't take them lightly anymore on defense. So I think that's good. Looking at their schedule, I they have a uh, I have them not doing so well out of the gate, but I think once things start to come together, it'll be the the organi they'll be they'll go 6 and 10, but Brian Flores will absolutely not be on the hot seat at all. Like it's a good 6 and 10. Like things will definitely be looking up and I can definitely see them Dare I say, a challenge for a playoff spot in 2021.
1: All right, here's why they go nine seven and just missed in the playoffs. Um, I kind of doubted Tua for a while. I don't know if you remember our conversations or debates, or whatever. I, I mean, left-handed quarterbacks are not, um, not common in the NFL uh, because of how the spin comes off the ball and receivers can't really adjust to that. I don't really know how much is true um but left hand quarterbacks aren't common but that i don't know he's a it's he's a rare uh rare prospect i guess um like when i go back and think of like how many left hand quarterbacks pan out you can't think of many but not many come along so whatever i think two is a great prospect um i think he's i can honestly see him compete for uh the starting job day one and i think they just want to hit the ground running with this uh, rebirth of the Dolphins franchise. I mean, Brian Fitzpatrick is fun, but I think that everyone in the organization wants to see what Tua can do. Um, So, and I believe in him. And then a lot of people also believe in Tua as well. Some people I was, I think you mentioned Tua is, uh, I mean, Tua is a a generational prospect to some, which I'm not saying he's that yet, but whatever. The O-line thing, um, Again, you said Austin Jackson, kind of a developmental pick, I guess, but I don't care that much. Uh, Spending a first rounder on an offensive lineman and a second rounder and a fourth rounder, regardless of their developmental, it adds depth and O-line depth is even is so boring to people, obviously like people don't even like care about O-linemen, but adding depth to your O-line is so beneficial that people don't realize. And I that just really I really like that. Eric Flowers, I see. Ooh. Okay, keep moving on. That's not good. I know it's not. Um, their receiving options, Devontae Parker really stepped up last year. Um, I'm a sucker for Alan Hearns as their other receiver. And they have the best tight end in the NFL, Mike Gesicki. Uh, he's not the best tight end in the NFL, but he is very good and you should definitely get him in fantasy. Um, I think he's gonna I truly believe that he will be in the top tier of tight ends soon. Um, he's always a great prospect, but tight ends take a little bit to develop. Um, I like their backfield a lot. Two running backs that I've always liked, Matt Breida and Jordan Howard, both that they signed this year. Um, Matt Breida always performs in the role that he's in. Like Me and my, we always talk about – I always just say how Matt Breida always gets shoved down there on the depth chart, but never he plays for the starts for the Niners, he always performs. And
0: See, hold on, sorry to call you off, but I believe that's the that's the operative word there, like the Niners. I really think the, Kyle Shanahan can make almost any running back look good.
1: Matt Breed, no, Matt Breed is good. We're not arguing about Matt we'll Breed. We'll find that out. We're going to find out. Jordan Howard, I still think is good. He pro- produced a lot in the past with the Bears, not really the Eagles that much, but I think that's a very, very good... good Three two very- teams and... Two very three c
0: three teams in two years. I don't. That's care all you need to know that. about Jordan Howard.
1: Um, I think this is a very solid backfield. The defense, their secondary is very good. I mean, you can't get much better than Byron Jones and Saving Howard. Um, they had Kyle Van Noy. I don't know if you mentioned that. I did. Um, Raquan Davis. They drafted. This team is good. I also like their colors too. So nine and seven is in the cards for the Niners. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. The Dolphins. The Dolphins are talking the Niners. All right.
0: All right. Well, there you have it. Jack is extremely optimistic on the Miami Dolphins. We'll move on. Um, who do you have in second place in the AFC East?
1: Uh,
0: ooh, the Bills. What's the record? 10 and 6. So I have the Patriots coming in third at a 7 and 9. Wow.
1: <laughs> I got the Patriots winning the division at ten and six.
0: I had the Bills winning the division at twelve and four.
1: Wow. Okay. Um. What do you want to talk about first? We'll talk about we'll, we'll talk about the Patriots first, I guess. Okay. Go.
0: <laughs> so, Jared Stidham is the quarterback of the New England Patriots. If you guys haven't heard, I believe and he's thrown four passes in his NFL career. If you want to fact check that. I don't, but I will. <laughs> Excuse me. believe he's thrown four passes.
1: Um, yeah. One of them was a pick six.
0: Okay. He's not good. I have seen everything that I need to. And Jared said him in four passes. He's not good. That's so uh, – okay. And he, I, I, tried, I have no confidence in, in him whatsoever. I have no confidence in their skill position players. Um don't have much confidence in Sony Michelle. I do like James White for what it's worth, but there's only so much James White can do on this offense that's going to be pretty abysmal. Um their defense is still good. They obviously lost Kyle Van Noy, who was a underrated piece to that star studded defense, and their defense is still gonna be good, especially the secondary. People will, you know, most likely will not be able to throw successively on the Patriots. You know, Bill's a defensive-minded guy. But 7-9. and nine. Have the hardest schedule in the NFL. I know, you know, this is post-schedule release, so it's fresh in our mind. Um, but, yeah.
1: Um, this defense is still great. And they drafted that guy out of Michigan who has a weird name. You c h e Josh Uke Josh Uke, yeah, and then that's gotten a lot they signed it. today, anyway, anyway. Um, I mean, I've been a big advocate that the Patriots' success is more content, more not contingent, maybe the right word, but more credited to Bill Belichick. And I think that he can still take this team. Obviously, the depth chart doesn't look great. Um, starting with their skill position players. Julian Edelman, I hate him so much, but he produces. And any quarterback can get in the, uh, get in the ball with his short yardage passes. Um, I know you have a sour taste in your mouth about Nikhil Harry, but he was a first-round pick. And my receivers, they do take a little bit to develop. So he's still – I'm not a Nikhil Harry advocate. I'm not saying you should get him in fantasy, but he could still develop into – uh something I mean targets are probably going to go his way Muhammad Sanu never really a high volume guy but he has been good when utilizing on his past teams Marquise Lee another guy too that has had some success um they draft two tight ends they haven't done that since they drafted two tight ends in the same draft when they got Gronk and Aaron Hernandez again I'm not a huge advocate for these guys, Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene, but that's, that's something, something to note. Um, going back to Jared Stidham, again, I'm not an advocate for Jared Stidham, but I, you can't judge him off four passes that he made in his career. One of them happened to be an interception. Like
0: He's so bad.
1: He, he, made, he made four NFL passes. I know that's all we've seen. It's such a small sample size. Wasn't know. a
0: big fan of him coming in college either.
1: Okay, I don't know. Um, whatever. My 10 and six is um, a testament to Bill Belichick.
0: There's no way they win the division. I have to the Bills at 10 and six. Absolutely so, I mean, no chance. winning the division. If the Bills don't win the division, I'll be very shocked.
1: And Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady is 11 and five. Okay. And this defense is the best defense they ever had. And good teams founded upon good or dependent on good defenses.
0: The, um, I would be very shocked if the Bills don't win it.
1: I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked if they do win the division because I have them at 10 and 6, and they're also a very good team. Talk about the Bills.
0: So the Bills are, I believe, have the – they have a top five defense in the league. You can even say they have a top three defense in the league. Give them five. Very good, especially in the secondary. Um, you know, I just, Josh Allen is, um, has progressed over the past two seasons in, his, in the league. I think he'll take an even a bigger step in his third season. Um, Devin Singletary was not a big fan of his coming out of college in the pre draft process. And I'm still not 100% sold either. But he could be a nice complement to Zach Moss. Um, Zach Moss is obviously not a burner. I think he ran like a 4.65 at the combine. Um, but he could handle the ground. Well, Singletary can be a decent pass catching back. I think they can make a decent combo. Yeah, Obviously, like they add the Stephon Diggs. Stefan Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley is a very, very, very good starting three receivers. Um, right. I think people should watch out for Dawson Knox this year. I um, He didn't do too much last season, um, as rookie tight ends typically don't produce much, right. as we all know. I think he could be an underrated piece to this team. Uh, and this is just another team that I believe in the organiz- organizational culture. I believe Sean McDermott's going to be – is a great coach. And this season will further prove that point.
1: Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Nothing really too much to add. Um, Cole Beasley is the best – could be the best shooter in the NFL. That's up for debate. I like, like Stephon Diggs, too. Their O-line, what's that looking like? Their O-line is solid, if I'm not mistaken. Um I don't know. Yeah. I mean I really don't have much to add. That was a
0: flash I'll just the the last thing I'll say is that last year was absolutely not a fluke in my opinion. I the yeah, Bills I are agree. here to stay for at least a
1: couple of years. Yeah, I think they're gonna take overtake. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're gonna be what the Patriots were, but it looks like they're in the coming years the division's looking like it's theirs. Also they add Josh Norman, who kinda stinks.
0: We've said that about two corners. So uh, Xavier Road. The Colts add Xavier Road, who kinda stinks. <laughs> well, it's true. All right. We can uh, Oh sorry, one last thing on the Bills. Yeah. I have them uh ending the year on an eight game winning streak. Oh, okay.
1: So four and four and then they go eight and eight. I got their wins losses pretty spread out. All right. We can move on to the last division in the AFC. The AFC West. I dropped my paper. Uh who do you have in last?
0: The Las Vegas Raiders.
1: I also have the Raiders at 4-12. and 6-10 for the Raiders. Okay. Kind of the same thing as the Jets. It's got what to get the, the loss to someone.
0: What did the Raiders have? They Last year, they were 7-9, came in third. So, I have them uh, losing one more game. You have them losing three more games.
1: Right. I don't know. I didn't pretty them do well last year, but, like, I don't, I tried to. I, I love John Gruden so much, and I'm rooting for him. It's just, like... This team's not great. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: I think their biggest weakness is on the defensive side of the ball. Um, yeah, I just and their uh, offense isn't good either. <laughs> right, it's not. But I think their defense is, you know, very bad. I I don't, you know, looking at the players they have, no one stands out. I know Max Crosby kind of had a decent uh, rookie season, but. It's just, I I don't I don't know I don't think they're going to be able to stop anyone on the ground or in the air. So if you see your guy in fantasy going against Las Vegas this year, <laughs> um, now they're playing in a dome as well. So
1: true. You
0: know, definitely that's an automatic start I believe in fantasy this year. I mean,
1: the well the defensive players that kind of stand out. They drafted Damon Arnett in the first round this year. Um, uh, they got Corey Littleton. <laughs> Lamarcus Joyner. Former, it's just, I don't Rams. even want to spend time on the defense. It's I know. So it really is not great. Uh, I,
0: so let's, let's talk about the offensive side of the ball, which is a little bit more intriguing for Las Vegas. True. Um, they, they spent a lot of first round picks on skill position players. Obviously, their first pick was Henry Ruggs. And then they also get Brian Edwards. They also get Lynn Bowden, um, who will probably be a running back.
1: Looks like he's going to be running back.
0: So, they spent a lot of skill position players, which, they, you know, they, they needed. They definitely needed receivers. Um, I know Darren Waller was kind of carrying the receiving load on his on his own last season.
1: Damn. Um, so he led the team in receiving with, like, 1,100 yards.
0: That's not uh, – yeah, that's not bad. Um, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see how much these rookies do in their first year with Edwards and Ruggs. Um, obviously, Josh Jacobs is – you know, probably a top eight to ten back in the league, had a very good rookie season. Um, I mean, I I believe Josh Jacobs great. I mean, there's definitely they're they're fine at running back. Um, and it, I guess it also to come down to you know Derek Carr. It seems like every year he's you know, will the Raiders draft the quarterback?
1: I feel like right. that's kind of a
0: secondary story, you know.
1: And the fact that they signed Marcus Mariota is not really a good indication of how they feel about Derek Carr.
0: Could this be a – I know I know. Marriott was kind of in a sim, situa- similar situation last year, but could it be an opposite this year?
1: He takes over. He's the Ryan Tannehill of the Raiders. I don't know. Maybe They go to
0: the AFC Championship game.
1: <laughs> I I predicted the Titans to go 3-13, so maybe. Anything's
0: possible. It really could. I mean, in the realm of possibilities, would it shock me if the Raiders made the playoffs? Probably, probably not. Probably not. They were honestly in the hunt last year. They were. I think they were alive up until last week of the season. Yeah. So, it honestly would not shock me if the Raiders uh, made the playoffs. But, I mean, I, I my opinion, I don't see it. So, Raiders coming in last in the right. AFC South. Excuse me, AFC West. <laughs> they do have that new stadium. They do have a, uh, probably more primetime games than they should. But, honestly, probably just because the NFL right. wants fans to see that new stadium out in Vegas. Uh, but who you have in third? I got the Chargers. I also have the
1: Chargers. Um, seven and nine. Seven and nine. All right. Um, I I mean the the Chargers honestly are very good on paper, um, but it seems like they're always good on paper, so that's kind of why at seven and nine also, um, the quarterback situation. I'm not like doubting Justin Herbert his career, but a rookie quarterback does not typically bode well for <laughs> success in his first year, and again, he might not even be play the whole year. Uh, Tyrod is in the mix. Um, Here's my outlook on the Chargers quarterback
0: situation. I think Herbert does not beat out Tyrod going into the season, especially with the potential shortened offseason. Rookies might not have as much work. So I think they'll definitely go with Tyrod to start. I have them coming out of the gates 2-1. and Um, But I think that similar to the situation with Baker Mayfield and Tyrod Taylor back uh, two years ago in Cleveland, I think that Tyrod will be on a short leash so if he kind of you know messes up they'll probably fans are fans and organizations are always you know pressuring to start the rookie right so I think that they'll start Herbert earlier than he needs and I'm gonna say that they put Herbert in and then he kind of struggles maybe they go back to Tyrod early late in the season um
1: okay so, so I see, I see
0: their, their you know quarterback situation kind of being that'd be messed. bad <laughs> yeah So I mean that could kind of derail the team but like you said they do have a lot of talent they do right? I think Austin Eckler is going to have an amazing year and I'm so upset that Tyler can probably keep him at fantasy star so I won't be able to get him there yeah it stinks so I really want him
1: and again like I like their back a lot I mean I did just trade for Justin Jackson they add Josh Kelly like those I think those are solid running backs again Eckler's uh very talented too and their skill position players. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are solid wide receivers and Hunter Henry's one of the better tight ends in the league. Um
0: add Chris Harris Jr. Like it's a right. great team. And like, their O oh, line
1: man. is Mike Pouncey solid. They add Brian Balaga from the uh Packers. Trey Turner from the Panthers.
0: Yeah, I mean it wasn't great last season, but they definitely made right.
1: pretty significant upgrades. And their their defense too, it's the names of their defense. They got Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. spent a first on Kenneth Murray, the linebacker position. Uh, Casey, Hay- oh, Casey Hayward. Eh. Derwin James is coming back, which Derwin James is a very good player. Uh, add Chris Harris Jr. Um, again, they're really good on paper, but that just seems like it's always the trend for the Chargers. They like they can't really put it together. I don't know. Um, that's why I got them at seven and nine because of the recent trends and the quarterback situation that they've got going on. So, yeah.
0: Right. I'm going to say that Anthony Lynn, uh, I'm not going to say he's going to Uh, be fired. I'm going to say he's going to be on the hot seat. And if he doesn't produce in 2021, he'll be out the door then. But I'm going to say that the seat is getting warmer for Anthony Lynn after the season. Okay. But maybe they'll, you know, young quarterback, it'll buy him an extra couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll move on to, I'm pretty sure you have the Broncos in second place, but what record do you have them at? Broncos second place at nine and seven. Same. Nice. So, so a lot of agreement so far. I guess the only the AFC East we kind of had a little bit of disagreement, but so far other than yeah. that, um, we've uh, been in agreement. So we both have them at nine and seven. What do you? What are your thoughts?
1: Um, I think that's gonna buy them a playoff spot. Yes, uh, they were the first. Well, we were the Steelers, were the first team out. Then the Broncos were next, I believe. Um, but I think they. They did improve from last year. Uh, they added AJ Boyer uh, to their defense. Um, offensively, they added Melvin Gordon, which a lot of people didn't feel like running back was a need for the Broncos. But hey, nothing wrong with adding another running back uh, to Philip Lindsay. And even Royce Freeman's a talented back, too. Um, their passing, their receivers, and their passing options are very good uh i'll start Noah Fant was a first round pick last year which he showed flashes last year during his rookie season uh they drafted arguably the best uh wire receiver in the draft in the first round jerry judy uh to play alongside colton sutton and they spent a second round on kj hamler so uh, all signs point to them kind of uh, This being a high-powered offense, but it's kind of contingent on Drew Locke, which I don't know how you feel about him. I really don't have much of an opinion on him. Um, I think some people are a little too high on him and really jumping the gun on him. Um, But if Drew Locke can put it together uh, for this team, then, I mean, they could be double digit wins. I don't know. What What do you think think about – starting with with Drew Locke Locke and the rest of the team, what do you think?
0: So, Drew Locke – I feel like I was – I don't want to toot my own horn, but I feel like I was uh, the first person who kind of, like, bought into the hype. Like, before, you know – I feel like people kind of jumped on the hype train of Drew Locke when they added all these pieces in the draft. They're like, oh, yeah. Drew yeah, Locke's yeah. really going to come together. He's all the talent around him. Right. And I thought that even before, like, right after last season end, I'm like, you know what? The Broncos really finished the year strong. Yeah, it's kind of when they made this switch over to Drew Locke. So, I feel like he kind of righted the ship in Denver. And I know they didn't they didn't start off too great. And they they really, you know, they finished the season strong. So, I'm like, you know what? They could – and then they had Melvin Gordon. I'm like, okay, right. they, I really think so. But then, over the past couple of weeks, I've been kind of like taking a step back and reassessing things. And not that I think he'll be bad or anything, but I'm just like – it just really seems like – I know the Browns, obviously, are historical – dysfunction yeah but it seems like just you know people just so high on they're just I feel like they can only really disappoint like I, I don't there's some part of me that really thinks that like you said people are jumping the gun and just assuming that he'll gonna he's gonna take the next step with all these pieces around him and I know right that might not really be the case so and this is obviously a very obviously they got the you know probably best team in the NFL in their division but it's not like the other two teams are a cakewalk either. Like,
1: right. The Chargers the are great Raiders on paper are, and Raiders surprise. Yeah. I have
0: the Raiders coming in last in division, but I think, you know, out of the last place teams are probably one of the better last place teams in the league. So it's a competitive yeah. division. Yeah. Um, and it's just like they still got to play New England. They got to play uh, us. They got to play Tennessee. They got to play the Saints. They got to play the Bills. Like they've got other tough teams to play. Yeah. Um, so I really just don't think that you know, it's a given that they're gonna that being said, I saw them a nine
1: seven, which is still a solid year. Right. Yeah. You said it pretty much everything.
0: All right. We'll move on to the defending champion, Kansas City Chiefs. We both have winning the AFC West, um what record?
1: 13-3.
0: I have fourteen and two. Okay. So I have them the Chiefs surprisingly losing the first game of the season to the Texans. <laughs> Then I have them going on a 14-game winning streak. And losing the last game. And then losing the last game <laughs> because they already have the one seed clinched. Okay. Um I, Well, <laughs> I don't want to spend too much time talking about Clyde Edwards Alaire. Yeah. Because I could spend the whole podcast talking about
1: him. So He's good. Yeah. G Fantasy is gonna be good. Okay. What we People what? okay, I'll give you like thirty, sorry, I'll give 30 you 50, seconds. I'll give you fifteen seconds on Okay, five twenty seconds. People go. People
0: that are worried about Damien Williams taking over the starting position or maintaining the starting position, they are delusional because Damien Williams Le- Damien Williams sucks. He's injured all the time. He's twenty-eight, and the Chiefs will no doubt make CEH the lead back right out of the gates. So he's a solid pick in fantasy, and he will win you championships for years to come. Done. That was perfect.
1: There we go. <laughs> Dave, yeah, I'm looking at depth chart here. Uh, CEH is already ahead of Dan Williams, and I'm not – I shouldn't be threatened by him taking a fantasy. Um, again, we don't really need to spend too much time on them. They probably got better, honestly. Um, Chris Jones, is he going to be playing for them this year?
0: I think the, I think he is. I think they're going to okay. – I think they maintain a lot of their defense.
1: Yeah. Tyron Matthew.
0: Good team. Good team. Yeah.
1: I don't even want. To, I don't know. What we're do we gonna move on. It? The what do we are. Say? They're good.
0: <laughs> we both have them as the one seed, correct? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we'll try to go a little quicker with the NFC because we're already probably at like honestly an hour at this point. Maybe yeah, even I don't know. longer. So
1: we got time. We'll we'll have time stamps. If you want to skip around? Um. But we'll anyway. Say we we'll say
0: that midway through the episode. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll move on.
0: Uh, we'll move on to the NFC North, and. Who do you have last place in the
1: north? Uh I got the Bears. Same, 5 and 11.
0: I had the Bears at 6 and 10.
1: I had them at 6 and 10 but you know my saying you got to get a loss of someone so they ended 5 and 11. Um
0: we both said when we were trying initially projecting the Bears that this is probably one of the most boring teams
1: to project. Very boring. And like I don't care. They, I don't care about them at all. I know. I don't either and they're uh the social media account is not promising.
2: <laughs>
1: Do go check it. Just just take a look at their social media accounts if if you're interested. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I guess we'll give a rundown on the on the on the Bears. This defense is could still be solid. They got Mac, Khalil Mac, Hakeem uh, Nix. Nope, 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 nope. Hakeem Hicks, not Hakeem Nix. <laughs> um, Rokon Smith, Danny Trevathan. Uh, Kyle Fuller.
2: Artie Burns.
1: (laughs) That's right. Artie Burns. He stinks. Eddie Jackson. I mean, there's still great, solid defensive uh, pieces they have, but they're going to struggle offensively. Neither of us are fans of Dave Montgomery, and he's really the only rushing running back. They got Tariq Cohen, but he's pretty much a slot receiver. He's strictly using the passing game. I love Tariq Cohen, though. not going to discredit my boy Tariq, but um, again, so the running game isn't great. Trubisky is poo-poo. Allen Robinson is their only talented receiver. Quidrell Patterson stinks. Andy Miller's not that bad. I don't know.
0: Um, Allen Robinson just gets the short end of the stick every year. He had Blake Bortles throwing him the ball, and he goes to Mitch Trubisky. He's already 28. Give him a good quarterback. And he still does all right despite yeah. that. So, you know, one
1: can imagine what he'd do with a decent quarterback. This team is on Trevor Lawrence watch. Except they might not be bad enough to get Lawrence. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I really, I think they'll be competitive enough. Yeah. To, um, I don't. I think they'll fall short there in that Fields regard. Fields
1: or I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think Fields will probably go. I don't even think he'll make it to them either. So we'll see. The Bears are kind of stuck in uh, being mediocre, in my opinion. Yep. Matt Nagy's still. I. I still think he's a decent head coach. So I don't. I'm not going to give him the uh, hot seat stamp. The Mitchell's hot seat stamp. (laughs) Uh, But you know he might stick around despite them going six and ten. All right. Who do you have in third? I got the Lions. Record. At seven and nine. I also have the Lions at seven and nine. Okay. I think the Lions are better than people think they are.
1: Yeah, and I think seven and nine is kind of low. Like, put him on a whole – like, Stafford plays a whole season and you protect that out from what he did when he played. I forget what it is, but it's like they would have made the playoffs, I think. I don't know. Like, having Stafford a whole season is going to be very beneficial to them as opposed to playing with uh, David Blau and uh, Jeff Driscoll. Um, that's going to obviously – obviously, steady quarterback play is going to help the whole offense. Um I think Go. this
0: offense is a force somewhat to be reckoned with. A little bit. Uh, Matthew Stafford was the, the QB six when he played last year in fantasy. People don't realize that. From weeks one through nine, he's the QB six despite having his bye week, and other players didn't even have their bye week. So he had a fantastic start to last season before he unfortunately went down with a, I think, back injury. But I think Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay led the league in receiving last year. Receiving touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns receiving, yeah. receiving touchdowns, and I think he can even approve upon that mark this year. So
1: and Marvin Jones always slept on, and T.J. Hawkins is next up as tight ends.
0: Right, I think Hawkins will take a step forward,
1: and their backfield they, too. They add
0: DeAndre Swift to carry I, on Johnson. Which, I still
1: think go. Sorry, I'm cutting you off. Go.
0: No, that could be a great one-two punch.
1: Yeah. So with Swift taking over, I think he's the best prospect in this draft. Still.
0: Yeah. So. This offense is gonna be good. Their defense is still pretty bad. Um, not a good run defense at all. They lose Darius Slay. They get Jeff Okuda, who I think Jeff Okuda uh, is very good. I think he, you know, but he's kind of gonna be by himself.
1: Right. I think that replacing uh, Slay with Okuda is like, I think that's a good replacement. Just maybe not in year one. Um, I love Julian Acuara, Notre Dame. Uh, Formula defensive end, got drafted by the Lions in the early third round. Um, I think he could be – I don't know. I think he's going to be a great uh, NFL player and could be good for the Lions. But, again, I mean, it's one guy um, that I like here. Desmond they got. I don't know. Yeah, the defense isn't great, as you said. But that's, so that's kind of what their hindrance is and why I have them at only seven wins. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm all in for the Lions this year. I think that they'll definitely exceed expectations. Like, I, I, I bet their win total this year will be like five, five and a half. They're, no, they, yeah. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm, that's, that's what I think it would probably be. And I'm, gonna, I, 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 think that's a good overbet, in my opinion. Um, but we can move on. Who, who do you have in second place? Uh, the Packers. Same. I have them at nine and seven. I got eleven and five. I think the Packers – That's kinda, a big regression. I, I think the Packers kind of stink. I know you I said think, that, yeah. I think they overachieved last year. I think they had no business playing in the NFC Championship game. They got steamrolled. I think their run defense is not good at all. Raheem Mostert exposed them last year. Not that Raheem Mostert's pretty good, but, like, I just think their defense is not as good as people think it is. Um they didn't add any receivers in the draft. Yeah. It's just not good. Um, And they, all right. So, all right, the, so, biggest, so the biggest talking point obviously is Jordan love. Okay. I just think that's going to create, like it's already is creating discomfort
1: and it's going to build. I think it's creating just maybe discomfort, but we looking at it and I kind of agree. Maybe 11 wins is a little too high. Maybe I should have met 10 wins. Um, because again, the rush, the rush defense isn't great. Kenny Clark, Preston Smith. I don't know. It's yeah, the rush defense isn't great. I do like their secondary though. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for a revenge tour, and I think that's kind of what the narrative. Aaron Rodgers this year. I think, I've, some people have said it that the, them picking Jordan Love and not taking receiver, um, is kind of gonna spark a fire, and Aaron Rodgers one that's. A little bit of a reemergence of him. I think he's gonna have a fantastic year because I do think he's one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time, um, and he's really gonna ball out this year. Um, I mean, despite not them not drafting a wide receiver and them lacking weapons, he's always lacked weapons. Kinda.
0: I don't even know if that's true though. I feel like their weapons have been better in years past.
1: I guess. I guess you. could I just say think. That.
0: If Devontae Adams goes down, he went down last year missed a couple games.
1: That's going to be bad. If he
0: does this year, it's going to be awful.
1: Yeah, and uh, they draft A.J. Dillon, who I think could be a very solid piece of their backfield. I wasn't a huge fan of him in college, but um, I don't know. I think he could do well, and I think he could possibly be their running back of the future because Jones and... Ah, uh, Jamal Williams. Our contract will both be up, I believe, after this season. Giving away some dynasty advice here, but yeah,
0: uh, you, you have nothing to worry about. I don't like AJ Dillon at all, unless other <laughs> people listen. But I won't be, I won't be standing your way to get him. I, uh, I just think he's, he's like Derek Henry, but like the body type of Derrick Henry, but like not good. I mean, his, I just his, think his comp too, has been Derek Henry. Kind of.
1: He's heavy. He's like. He's not, six. Fast. He's not fast enough. He's, He's like six feet, six. like fifty. Yeah, like I, uh, I, I don't. I don't know, but he the produced, round, he I produced a lot in college, and they spent a lot of draft capital on him, which is kind of promising. Um, I their O line's still good, which I like O lines, and I trust Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. That's why I had them at eleven wins.
0: Yeah, you were. I mean, you write on them last year. You had them winning the Super Bowl, and they almost got there. So, that's yeah. something.
1: I guess I gotta stick by it.
0: Alright, uh, so we both have the Vikings winning the division. And what record do you have on the map?
1: Uh, uh twelve and four.
0: And the Vikings at nine
1: and seven. Whoa, okay.
0: But uh, winning the division. Okay, why? So you know and other people know, but I traded Dalvin Cook away in Dynasty.
1: Um, yeah. For essentially Clyde Edwards where he was gonna take at one oh one.
0: Correct. I'm just – he has not played a full season. And, you know, I've probably done more looking into Dalvin and his injury history and all that stuff more than the average person. Um, and at first I thought, like, you know, maybe it's kind of just a fluke. Like, you know, his, you know a guy tears his ACL. That can really happen to anyone. Um, the next year after that, he has hamstring injuries, but they're kind of directly correlated to his ACL tear. But then this year, he ended – he had a – he end, He didn't finish the year. He had a soldier – soldier, soldier – <laughs> shoulder problem. There we go. I can't speak. Um, but he's just – I think he is someone that we can label as injury prone. That That's not the only reason why I traded him, though. Um, the contract situation kind of scares me. But that, that's not really, you know, the point here. That's kind of off topic for the Vikings in 2020. But I think we could see – Dalvin miss some games. That's not terrible, though, because I think Madison is more than a competent backup. I think he right. can do 75% to 80%, 75% of what Dalvin could probably do. Um, you know, they added Justin Jefferson in the first round. But, you know, that's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, you know, they're putting their eggs in one basket, I guess you could say. It's a lot of, it's ballsy to start, or put that much faith in a rookie is what I'm trying to say. And I think Justin Jefferson's going to be good, but you know, there's really not that much behind him. So if he, you know, if Phelan or him goes down with an injury um, that could be a little concerning, but I still think the strength of the Vikings is running the ball and playing good defense. And I think they'll, will do that. And I don't have them as high as you do record wise, but I have them winning the division.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, what you ended with there, I think their defense is still great. They spent a first-round pick on Jeff Gladney, um, which is replacing Xavier Rhodes is just going to do leaps and bounds for them. But anyway, their defense is great, which great defense is going to bode for a great team. Um, I mean, what you said, I guess you could say there is concern about Dalvin Cook's uh, injury, potential injury. Um But, I mean, I am an advocate that running backs can be, are kind of indispensable. I know Dalvin Cook is very talented running back and one of the league's best, you could say. But what you also said, Madison is a very, uh, what's the word? Very good backup. Um, And he could fill the void of Dalvin Cook to whatever percent you want to label that. So I'm not really too worried about that. Um, I really love Justin Jefferson, and I love his landing spot here. There's a lot of, Uh, open targets up for grabs. And like you said, putting faith in a rookie wide receiver, um, I don't know, it could be a risk. But Justin Jefferson, and like many other receivers in this draft class, are great prospects. And it's like one of the best wide receiver classes that people have seen in a while. So again, I'm not really too worried about that. I think Justin Jefferson is going to have a good year and he'll turn out great. And Adam Thielen, I've always liked too. So I really do think these receivers can be good. Um, And this is pretty much Uh, I have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins, and I was listening to someone say that Kirk Cousins, I mean, there's this kind of stigma about Kirk Cousins that he's not good, which he's probably a top two quarterback in the NFL, but um, uh, I'm just kidding, but he's very, I think he's, I think he's a great quarterback, Um, but anyway, I was listening to someone who said that Kirk Cousins may not win a lot of big games, but he does win a lot of games, which is true. Um, That's why I've him having, having 12 wins. I think just Kirk Cousins can win games. Maybe not big games, if you want to label him as that, but I do think he can win games. Also, the line's pretty good. No one
0: really gave him a chance in the playoffs last year against the Saints, and they won. Right. that Yeah, so. exactly.
1: I think they're good. I think they're going to ride off that momentum that like they were a little doubted last year, but they kind of made some noise, and I think they can really take that um, momentum and just turn it into something better this year. God,
0: Christmas Day versus the
1: Saints. That's going to be a good matchup. it will be a good one.
0: All right, move on to the NFC South. Um, sorry, I apologize. I said we were gonna go a little faster, but we we Probably will try. <laughs> um, who do you have in the last? Panthers. Same. What? Four and excuse me, four and
1: twelve. <laughs> They're <laughs> only gonna be played fifteen games, so bad they are. Four and eleven. I got them at two and fourteen. Yikes. Yeah. Um this could be a Trevor Lawrence watch.
0: Potentially. I think they'll be all right though. I mean, they'll be better than two and 14. Um, so, you know, there's not much to love, especially on the defensive end. I think their defense is going to be, it was already bad last year. It's going to be awful. I think it's going to be one of the worst in the league and it's going to be like, if you see the, your player going against the Panthers, like you better put them in their starting, your starting lineup. Um, you know, they, 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 they picked Derek Brown over Isaiah Simmons, which is kind of a head scratcher. A lot of people, a little bit, had yeah. Isaiah Simmons is the best offensive prospect in the draft other than Chase Young. But uh, I don't know. That's kind of a questionable pick. And it also is just, I'm not that big of a believer in Teddy Bridgewater. I think, you know, he looked good in last year in in this, in the Saints system, but I think it's just because of that, he was in the Saints system and, Sean Payton utilized him correctly. He he emphasized his strengths and you know played conservative football. Dinked and dunked to Thomas and Kamara, and that worked out, and they won games, and they survived, and did all right in in spite of Breeze's absence. But um, I just I don't know. I think, I think Matt, Matt Rule, uh, you know, you know he's, he's not, not gonna. gonna I, I don't think. think you know they're not going to give up on after one year after going right. four and twelve, because I don't think this is a you know too talented of a roster. But um, yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, I've been trying to look up just now. They have lost so much, and like their team is going to be so different this year. What's so much change is just not going to be good. Um, and I really am kind of scratching my head on a lot of things that they're doing over there with their um. Who's the GM? I think he's GM and owner. Dave, uh, Tepper. David Tepper. Dave Tepper. I just – a lot of his moves, what he's been doing, it just – I don't know. When you go out and – like, he signed Robbie Anderson free agency. Like, this is not a year to sign wide receivers in free agency, especially Robbie Anderson, who – I'm not a huge fan of like with this draft class, like yeah, Teddy's not gonna
0: Teddy does not have a big arm. he's not gonna be able to hit Robbie Anderson down right. The field. Exactly.
1: Like why and again, like why spend money on Robbie Anderson? I don't remember his contract, but it was especially a when lot. you
0: can get these rookie That's wide receivers yes, who's a yes, deep class yes, yeah, and,
1: <laughs> and get them dirt cheap. Right. Um so that was just one thing. Teddy Bridgewater, I really don't think is that great. Um so, I mean, a lot is contingent on – your success is a contingent on your quarterback, and I think he's going to limit them. Um, what you, you mentioned Derek Brown. I mean, spending a first on him and not a guy like Isaiah Simmons, who I really like Isaiah Simmons, and there's a lot of holes in his defense. He can play in a lot of different places. He would have been a great fit here. So, that's another head scratcher. Um, yeah. I mean, I again, Matt, real, real quick, I don't uh, – dislike Matt Rule. I think uh, he can be good. He had some success at Temple and then Baylor, so he's a successful college coach, but he, that can, can transition to the NFL, but he's dealt a pretty poor hand here, in my opinion, so uh, I don't have faith in the Panthers this year, and maybe he can turn around 21 with possibly Trevor Lawrence.
0: We didn't even say Christian McCaffrey's name once. I know. I <laughs> He's going to... I don't know it i mean he's going to have a lot of us play to try to carry this franchise yeah i don't know how feasible that'll be they did bring in joe brady as their offensive coordinator who was obviously the offensive coordinator at lsu last year who had the best college season of all time so that's i guess intriguing to you know brady likes to throw to his backs out of the backfield so you know it's are getting the best pass catching running back in the nfl so i don't know i still think mccaffrey could still He's still going to be a fantasy stud, so yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Who do you have in third place in the NFC South?
1: The Falcons. Same. I want to disagree. I
0: want. I want some. <laughs> I want some debate here. Maybe we'll probably <laughs> debating likely-
1: on the win total here. What do you have? <sighs> Seven and nine. Five and eleven. Okay. I don't really have much faith in them, and I know it may not be right to say this, and there's really not much of like a concrete argument that I can say this, but like they seem to always like catch the injury bug and I really see what these players like starting with Todd Gurley they signed in free agency. Or isn't it a one year deal they signed him? Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. One year whatever. I I mean a lot of question marks around his health. Um Yeah, n- no offense because I know
0: you know you might be sticking up for Quadre Olson here, but him and Brian Hill, I don't really think they're going to – I don't think they'd do much if Gurley <laughs> went down.
1: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, <laughs> their O-line is iffy. Um, and Matt Ryan – I mean, Matt Ryan does not have a, uh injury history, but he no, gets – not
0: too mobile either. Right,
1: he's not too mobile, and he gets beat up a lot. And I would not be too surprised if he has – I mean, if, I don't want to say the predicted injury, but I mean – the concern is there with this O-line, and he's not very mobile. Um, I do like – I mean, the receivers are great. Julio and Calvin Ridley I, are great receivers. They bring in Hayden Hurst, too. Hayden Hurst is a former first-round tight end or er, draft pick. So. I'd still rather
0: have Hooper, but it's a decent replacement for him.
1: Right. Um, Keanu Neal, I don't believe, is playing this year. He tore his ACL – at some point last season, so I don't really know what his he uh he's up to at the moment. Did they oh they signed Dante Fowler? Um Jarrett, Gr- Defense Jarrett. is probably
0: gonna be you know, either middle of the road or somewhat to mediocre. Like it'll be yeah. it's not the most inspiring group.
1: Right. If they can stay healthy, I mean they're I'm sorry, if their offense can stay healthy, um I don't know. They can, we can they can make the playoffs. But I just I don't know, and again I don't have really much faith in uh, Dan Quinn. Uh, He's has not been good the past several years as a coach. Um, It's kind of I don't really have much faith in Dan Quinn. Yeah, as I said. Yeah, I mean, might be out the door. Are you labeling this Mitchell's hot seat or uh, not a hot seat? Yeah. What's the label?
0: Mitchell's uh, hot seat stamp. Okay. okay. Uh, I'll say yes. Dan Quinn out the door in 2020. <laughs> okay. So, so far, to recap with Mitchell's hot seat stamp, we have Bill O'Brien, uh, Doug, Marone. Doug Marone, Adam Gase, and Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's That's it, it I think. Yeah. Is that Patricia? No. No. I think the okay. dolphins they'll be looking up nope, not and, the dolphins. <laughs> yeah, Lions, <laughs> yeah. Detroit Lions. Yeah. Um and I think he'll he'll be saved. Okay.
1: Um I guess we can move on from the Falcons unless you I mean I don't no, know. No, we're good. All right. Uh the second place who do you have? I have Tampa Bay. I also have Tampa Bay. 9 and 7. 9 and 7 as well. They're the Browns of this year in regards to hype, but I have more faith in them as I did the Browns last year. So I have them starting
0: off two and four. So it's going to be a wow. little rocky out of the gates, but I think they will pick it up as the year
1: progresses. I'll, two and four. I'll sum it two and four.
0: Do you ha- Do you have them beating the Chargers? And I have them losing to the Saints, Broncos, surprisingly the Bears, and the Packers.
1: I got loss against the Chargers and win against the Bears was then the same thing. Gotcha. Okay.
0: All right. Talk um, about the books. I got Tristan Wirfs, who was, you know, another probably a top three – Prospect, prospect um, among amongst most uh, draft analysts board. Uh, they add him to a you know average offensive line probably before so, and they add him so he, you know that helps Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, they draft Tyler Johnson late in the draft. They drafted Keyshawn Vaughn. They get Rob Gronkowski from the trade from the Patriots. Um, their defense, their front seven, I believe, is really great. They were really good against the run last year. If you look at it, they limited Christian McCaffrey. They limited Saquon Barkley. And yeah, but no best rush
1: defense in the NFL, statistically. Right. So their yeah. rush
0: defense, I, it still should be very strong this year, but I, their secondary blows.
1: Right. They spent a second-round pick on Antoine Winfield. I like
0: Winfield a lot, actually. Yeah, I think that but, is a good pick.
1: It's a good pick, but he's just one guy, and this is the worst – worst pass events best rush events like literally it's not an exaggeration statistically that is the truth and they only adding one guy is not gonna push the needle on the worst pass events in the NFL so that's gonna be a hindrance to them um offensively this is really shaping up I think um I'm I was skeptical at first I mean I don't know Tom Brady he's 43 and he had did not have a good year last year I mean, if you just look past the name, Tom Brady statistically didn't have a good year. Uh, I think he can keep them afloat, but with all the talent he has around him. But I don't – I think Vegas has him as like one of the favorites from the Super Bowl, which I kind of think is a little crazy.
0: Yeah. um, I don't – I wasn't a fan of Keyshawn Vaughn, and I know a lot of people are going to be advocating for him because of – you know, the backfield that he finds himself in and people don't really believe in Ronald Jones at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't believe in either one of those guys. So I don't (laughs) don't think their running game is going to be be too great, great. similar to last year. And a lot's going to fall on Tom Brady's plate, which is not a bad thing considering you have uh, some great weapons. But, uh, yeah, like you said, I I think, you know, where the difference between Winston and Brady obviously lies is the turnovers. Right. I think that will result in more wins. Um, obviously, Winston's you know likes to sling it, and he threw for the most yards, I believe. And,
1: uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, he uh, did
0: over thirty touchdowns. Obviously, so Brady's not going to do that, but he will also significantly uh, lower the turnovers by twenty to twenty-five <laughs> interceptions. Right. So that's going to result in more wins. So I have him at nine-seven. Just um,
1: nothing real quick about like the fit with Tom Brady. Like, he – obviously, as you said, he's going to turn the ball ball over far less. But he – as a 43-year-old quarterback, he just – he's not going to support that volume that Winston had last year. Um, and there's I a am, lot of mouths to feed. But I do have faith in Arians and how he's going to adjust the offensive scheme and everything. And Tom Brady is obviously one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And he's very um, adaptable. He wants to win. Yeah. So – and he has obviously very smart and I do love Rob Gronkowski, and I, I people are, there, there's a lot of polarizing opinions on him, but I honestly do think he's going to have a good season. Uh, he's been hindered with injuries for the latter half of his career. Is that the second half? the second, Whatever, the, towards the end of his career, um, before he retired last year, and I think taking the year off, like, I know, like, I've read and heard many things, like, his, he's feeling great, and I think this year off is going to, do leaps and bounds for him and I, I don't know, I'm not gonna say he's gonna go for thirteen hundred yards and seventeen touchdowns is what he did in whatever twenty eleven, but um I think he'd have a good year. And I do have I I I like the signing of Kinkowski, or whatever trade if you want to call it. But I think I cut you off or you say anything. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So in first place we are in agreement once again. We will have a New Orleans Saints.
1: Yes. What do you have, Amaz? Uh eleven
0: and five. We've got ten and six. Um, not counting out drew Brees. Don't quote me in saying that, but this is a man who was heavily considering retiring, right, so you know he was very close to retiring. He already has a job lined up for after he retires in the booth. yes, so oh. um I don't know, like this is gonna be. He has a, he signed a two year deal,
1: but I believe he'll be done after this year. Um. I don't know. I'm not as skeptical. I mean, I don't know if you're skeptical, but I'm. Uh, have more faith in Drew Brees maybe than just going off what you're. Just judging off your voice there. Um, I do think he can have a great season. Um, he'll be, no,
0: he'll be definitely be fine. I'm not saying he's gonna have a bad year at all. Um. If you look at their team, like really nothing, like they, they, they the only thing that really changes is they add Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Right. And I think, I think that could be very beneficial to him. I mean, Drew Brees has always had some solid weapons, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, adding a guy like Sanders as his number two receiver to Michael Thomas, I think, I mean, I've, at least in the past few years, that's kind of what, uh, he's been missing. Like after Michael Thomas, who they have passing, like, in the passing game besides, like, Kamara. Trayvon Smith, maybe. Right, so. Smith isn't great. I think Sanders is going to be great for this offense and great for the team. Um, adding, they drafted Ruiz, or, sorry, Cesar Ruiz with uh, their first-round pick. Uh, again, I love adding to your O-line. Um, defense is still great.
0: Their O-line was already very strong.
1: Right, exactly. Which, great O-line and solid defense. Uh, Experienced quarterback great running game yeah and then a top five
0: running back arguably and yeah. the top two or three receiver
1: so and if you want to say a motivated team i mean they've suffered heartbreak after heartbreak the past several years yeah minnesota minneapolis miracle the pass interference that literally changed the game and then <laughs> the, last
0: year and the, I, lost in overtime to the vikings right so again i think i don't know
1: i got a lot of faith in Drew Brees this year.
0: Yeah, I know. Wouldn't count them out at all. And Taysom
1: Hill. Taysom Hill, let's go.
0: Yeah, we'll see. He's always a wild card. All right, move on to the NFC East. Coming in last, I believe we have the same team. I hope we do. You go first. Redskins.
1: Yes, the Redskins.
0: Two and 14.
1: Okay. I <laughs> have five and 11. Um, Trevor Lawrence watch?
0: Yeah. Potentially. potentially. So obviously I mean, I don't know if you are I actually don't know actually, but I don't believe in Dwayne
1: Haskins whatsoever. Um I believe in him a little more. I'm not like a huge Dwayne Haskins advocate. He's on my dynasty team. Uh I think I just kinda oh I did draft him, but like I he was a fourth round pick in our rookie draft. Um I don't know. I mean I own him fantasy. For fantasy purposes, just because he's was a first round quarterback, um, I do think he was dealt a very poor hand last year. His O line isn't good; wasn't good last year. And the trade Trent Williams, so he's no longer there.
0: Not, I mean, he didn't really play last year, right?
1: I I really
0: think he's going to be awful. I think he's going to throw a lot of picks, and that will re- result in um, him losing a lot of games. Adrian Peterson is old.
1: but oh, he's not going to stop. He's not going to stop.
0: Yeah. We can still do the trade if you want. Frank Gore for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, obviously, Terry McLaurin had a very good rookie season. Uh, over 900 yards, seven touchdowns. But um, he's really all they got out there in, in skill position-wise. I mean – they probably have some of the worst tight ends in the league.
1: Moss, Loki sleeper.
0: They're rolling out Jeremy Sprinkle. <laughs> I mean, they drafted Anthony Gandy-Golden, but he was a, a fourth-round pick, so who knows what his role is going to be year one. Um, I will say that this – I mean, obviously they had Chase Young as well. That's a very big piece. He's probably one of the safest prospects to come out in a while, and the ceiling is also very high. And right. their run defense will be solid.
1: Right, and um, I think that was – Montez, what they have too, but I think that's kind of what um. What I'm gonna say, I mean, Ron Rivera is coming in there, and he's a very defensive-minded coach. I think he really wants to build a foundational defense. Which- he's not
0: letting go. They're not. They will not let him go after the season. I'm not giving him a right. hot hot no, seat stamp. Yeah, they just yeah. Um, he will get a quarterback next year draft. Dwayne Haskins will be unemployed, and then Ron Rivera will. I mean, the Redskins could do all right with their new quarterback next year because I really have no faith in Haskins whatsoever. Yeah. I do have them winning uh I think the, they play the Panthers week sixteen and the, the the boys, even though I have the the Panthers being uh, one and thirteen at that point. Sorry. Sorry. I, I have the Redskins being one and thirteen at that point playing the Panthers. I yeah. think they're gonna rally uh, for their coach and they're gonna yeah, beat, Ron they're, game they're gonna beat the Panthers week yeah. sixteen. So that's and uh, they might dump the Gatorade on them that that game. <laughs>
1: All right, who do you have in third? Uh, I got the Giants. Record. Seven and nine. I also have them at seven and nine. Okay. Uh, would ga- they go five wins last year? I believe they were four and 12. Okay. So, I mean, still an improvement from last year. They um, were. They
0: were four and 12.
1: Why do you uh, – why?
0: <laughs> really like the offense. Okay. A lot. Um, a lot. I do. I okay. think Daniel Jones is going to have a, a great sophomore year. They have a top two running back in the league. We all know him. Top one. <laughs> top one. Um, the offensive line is going to really come together this year. I really believe that um, it's kind of always been a hindrance as of recent memory for the giants, but um, I think it really will come together. I think Andrew Thomas is a good piece. A lot of people are like, Oh, why would you take Andrew Thomas? But you know, it's, it's not like a-, a terrible pick. And I think, you know, each team has their own ranked guys and, you know, people only say that because the mock drafts didn't have him going as high as, you know, he did. That doesn't mean – that doesn't make it a bad pick. So, I think investing – you know, there was also rumors of the Giants going in different directions with their first overall pick. Some people had him getting a, a, you know, a defensive player, like maybe Jeff Okuda or mm-hmm. maybe Simmons. Although Simmons wouldn't have been a bad pick, but I just think offensive line was definitely the right move to protect Jones and give Saquon some running room. Um. Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, Darling Schaefer, Darius Slayton—I really like that receiving core. I think uh, Darius Slayton's going to take another leap to his already strong rookie season, and uh, Golden Tate's a good second option as well. I just really like this offense as a whole. That being said, I uh, their secondary still, uh, you know, a couple of years off. They signed Blake Martinez, um, but uh, I don't know, and just. Their defense is a little shaky, in my opinion, which will hold them back. And it's also, um, you know, last year wasn't the strongest division, but I think it'll be much more competitive and the teams will be better this year in the NFC East.
1: Right. Their defense is a little shaky. They looks like they had four seventh-round picks that they spent on their defense. Um, So, again, not really investing too high of capital in their defense. Um, But I do like how they invested a lot of draft capital in their uh, O-line. Um, really got to protect Daniel Jones because he led the league in fumbles last year.
0: If not close to it. Yeah,
1: I mean their O-line was terrible. I drafted Andrew Thomas, as you said, in the first round. I thought was a great pick, um, the right pick. Uh, you mentioned Blake Martinez. I thought was a good signing, uh, very high-volume tackle guy. Um, their secondary is iffy. I mean, not good. I'm not gonna say they're they're a great secondary. I really like Julian Love. Um they put him at free and safety it's past season. The corner at Notre Dame. Xavier McKinney, they draft in the, the second, second round. round. So they yeah, as you said, their defense, their secondary at least, isn't there yet. But um I don't know. Something could be a brewing in net life for the uh for the Giants.
0: Things are looking up, certainly.
1: Yeah. A lot of contingent on Daniel Jones, who I'm not sold on yet.
0: All right. Who do you have in second place in the NFC East?
1: Got the Eagles.
0: What's the record? 10 and 6. I also have the Eagles. I have them going 11 and
1: 5. Second. Second place. All right. I like how this is shaping up. Um, Eagles. Why, uh, I guess, did they go nine wins last year? They went nine and seven and won the division, okay, so slightly uh imp- slight improvement from last year. Um, why do you you go so
0: <laughs> shocker, if you have a good offensive line, your team has a significantly better chance of winning more games, yeah, and the Eagles have just that. Um, I believe that they have a top five offensive line, and Carson wentz, you know. He is – I forget the stat. I'm going to butcher it, so I'm not even going to bring it up. But I, I had a good Carson Wentz stat, but I guess I'll <laughs> admit that. Um, obviously, there's. I mean, there's no hiding it. He's a he's a talented quarterback, and I think he's going to win a lot of games. He's going to be efficient. Um, I think Miles Sanders, whether they bring in someone or not – I know I saw there was reports flowing around in the past couple of days whether they'll sign someone like um, Carlos Hyde or – Devonta Freeman or someone like that uh, whether they bring in someone in or not I think Sanders is going to have a great year um, and they're going to run the ball very effectively um, on the defensive side of the ball their front seven has always been very solid and their Achilles heel has been their secondary and they bring in Darius lay which is a move they probably had to make mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know it might not solve all the problems because um, it's you know still relatively weak other than him but uh, you know that's definitely going to improve and I think it'll be serviceable enough for them to improve upon the wind holder from last year and they bring in Jalen Rager who adds a lot of speed and I think you know Deshaun Jackson was banged up a lot last year and they really missed that so if Jackson can stay healthy and they bring in Rager um, Wentz will have a deep threat that he you know he likes to go deep a lot and they have probably the best two the one-two punch at tight end in the league.
1: Yes, definitely. So, all
0: around, you know, the secondary you could say is a weakness, but other than that, like, you know, it's a very well-balanced team and well-run organization, despite uh, my hatred for the team and fans. So, <laughs>
1: uh, I, I couldn't agree. lie. Pretty much everything you said I agree with. Um, I know there's a lot of hype. I mean, from a dynasty fantasy perspective, and I guess just fantasy in general, there's a lot of hype around Jalen Rager, which I – Personally, a pump the brakes on a little bit. Um, I mean, as soon as whoever the Eagles drafted in the first round with their wire receiver, whatever receiver the Eagles drafted in the first round, there was going to get a lot of hype. Um, but I mean, the Eagles' their past two receivers have been complete misses. So, I mean, maybe you don't want to judge uh, our Sega Whiteside yet. He doesn't look like he's chasing. He stinks. Up. Yeah. I can judge him right now. Okay. The guy's
0: has no future in Obviously,
1: the Obviously, Nelson Aguilar, their past first rounder, first round selection, very bad there. Um they really haven't been able to get the job done developing their receivers recently. So that could be a reason to be cautious about Jalen Rager. Obviously there's gonna be a lot of targets there. Um and I'm not i I'm not uh I'm not saying I don't believe in the talent and the prospect of Jalen Rager. I think he can be a good NFL receiver. Just I would be cautious about that. Um so I guess I would label wide receiver as their weakness still.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know what his fantasy outlook is gonna be. Um, but I just think from a real life perspective, I think he'll help the team out a lot.
1: Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And again, nothing really else to add. Jalen hurts. Oof. I mean that, that that's a pretty wild pick, but yeah. I mean, I think they should have spent the second their second round picking on another receiver. Yeah, or like
0: a corner or something. But uh, you know, m- maybe for some reason, like you know, I mean, it's not not for nothing. Wentz has gotten hurt a little bit, so maybe it, it will help them down the road. We'll never maybe, know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it seems like a very bizarre pick to make, but you yeah. never know. It could help them in some regard. Um. All right, so we both have the Cowboys winning the division. I have them at 11-5, and five, so they're, you know, technically tied with the Eagles, but I have them uh, – no, do I, I think I have them splitting, but uh, the Cowboys better divisional record, so I have them in first. I
1: got them at 11-5. and five.
0: All right. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, I have them losing to – no, I won't, I won't say but but um, – yeah, I mean – such a well-balanced uh, roster. The receiving core is so good.
1: Right. I think I love CeeDee Lamb so much. I think he's going to be the best receiver in this draft. Um, I <laughs> I got a lot to say about the Cowboys, but I won't say it all. Um, I think they're, I mean, they're freed from their biggest hindrance <laughs> Jason Garrett. I mean, I wasn't, at first I wasn't a huge fan of the Mike McCarthy, uh, signing, These sign head coaches. I don't know. Bring in Mike McCarthy. Um, however, I've been, uh, after thinking about it, I've, I don't know. I'm, I'm more optimistic about it now. Um, he did win a lot of games with the Packers and I, I feel like he is labeled as kind of, uh, holding Rogers back from only winning one Super Bowl, but it's tough to win a Super Bowl and mm-hmm. to do it once. I mean, that's, a good enough accomplishment but I just think anyone they need to move on Jason Garrett his play calling was terrible <laughs> um and I think mean, Mike McCarthy can hopefully uh shake things up here and this offense is just oh uh,
0: it's pretty lethal
1: CD Amari Cooper Zeke oof that's dangerous that's gonna be dangerous
0: I uh I don't I don't think Mark McCarthy is that great of a coach, but I just think the ro- the roster is too talented to. It it will prevail at some point, right? So, uh, I don't think McCarthy will add too much value. Um, it'll be an upgrade from last year, but I don't think it's going to be like that much of an upgrade. You know? Yeah. But I mean, that said, I still have them winning the division. Yeah. All right, we are we have we're going to our final division here. To the NFC West. Um, let's see, who do you have in last? Cardinals. Uh, what record? Six and ten. I have the Rams coming in last at seven and nine.
1: Okay. I also have the Rams at seven and nine, but in third.
0: Let's talk about the Rams first then. Okay. We have them the same record. Wow. I mean, this is a team that was had a pretty dominant run for two or three years there and just yeah. last year disappointed and now we have them not even having a winning record. What went wrong?
1: <laughs> um, well, first of all, their O line stinks, which bad O line, bad team. That's crazy. It was <laughs> so
0: good a couple years ago. I know.
1: Yeah. I mean it was really uh and then their defense, um obviously they have Aaron Donald still. They have Jalen Ramsey. Um I wasn't too impressed with a lot of the other pieces they had. Looking at their depth chart. Um,
0: all right. I mean, like Leonard Floyd's a good piece coming
1: over from Chicago. Yeah. Um. It's not the defense they once were.
0: Yeah. No. Definitely not. And Dante like,
1: Fowler's gone from last year. It's
0: not a bad group. I still think they could be all right. Sure. Um. But it's definitely, like you said, not as a not as formidable of a group as it was in the past.
1: Right. And. So, yeah, I guess we don't have to talk much more about the defense, but just the offense is what want to keen on. Um, The O-line is not going to be good for Jared Goff. I feel like he's a quarterback that struggles under pressure, and he's going to be exposed to a lot of pressure this year. Um, And losing Todd Gurley, I know he had injury concerns and whatnot. I mean, bringing in – I like Cam Akers, but um, I don't know. new running back with a bad O-line, I don't know.
0: Right. Not for nothing, though. Even though Gurley didn't have the elite dominant seasons that we're used to him having, he still had, I think, 14 – he was responsible for like 14 touchdowns last year, I think. Right. So that's a lot of uh, production that you're just missing out on and putting a lot of faith in Akers. Um, not a big Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson fan. I think Acres is definitely the best back in L.A., but who knows what he'll do with the, you know, the lead role. I don't know what, what that exactly looks like. But, right. Um,
1: well, it's Brandon Cooks. Again, we're not huge Brandon Cooks fans, but I don't right. know. Right. I
0: still think the receiving – I really still love the receiving group. I think Cooper Cup's going to have a great year. He was, yeah. I believe, the wide receiver four or something, the first like ten weeks of the season. Right. The numbers may be a little bit off there, but it's something like that. Robert Woods is a great option. Uh, They selected Van Jefferson in the second round. Um, Not necessarily a burner, but he's one of the better route runners in the class. Yeah. And um, we – should we – never mind. I I won't say that. I was going to say we'll talk more about the rookies. Uh, Yes. We definitely intend to talk more about these rookies, but we have our dynasty rookie draft coming up in a few days. So we wanted to uh, not really reveal, you know, our preferences quite yet. But we will definitely be talking more about the rookies – coming up yeah uh, but I, I think van jefferson is a decent uh piece to an already strong group of receivers so yeah. that's definitely not a weakness on this team um but yeah we'll see the rams have i have them at seven and nine in fourth, and fourth jack has them at seven and nine in uh in third all so, right let's hear it <laughs> we'll talk about the cardinals now i have them in third place going nine and seven
1: i got them as i said six and ten in last
0: Wow, this is the exact opposite of the Dolphins. You had them at nine and seven. I had them at ten and six. Yeah, and, excuse me, six and ten and last. And then the opposite with the Cardinals. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: so what do you like? I mean, what what should we say?
1: Um, and you love Kyler Murray. I don't. I, his MVP odds are too high.
0: No, they're not. They're too high. They're really not. Yes, they are. No, they're not. <laughs> Why are they too high? They what, what are. Is he? He's like the, he has like the fourth best odds, I think.
1: Yeah. Why is that too high? It's a little crazy.
0: No, it's not. It's
1: crazy. What about this O-line? He is the only rookie
0: quarterback in NFL history besides Cam Newton to throw for over 3,500 yards and have 500 yards rushing.
1: The O-line didn't improve. They selected Josh Jones in
0: the third round. Uh, How many third round... I don't know. They bring in Marcus Gilbert from the Steelers. Marcus Gilbert stinks, dude. (laughs) Their offensive line is still not great, but he offsets that. His mobility is good. I don't know. I don't have much faith in Kenyon Drake. I don't either, but he thrived in the system somehow last year, and he's good enough for what they do. The Cardinals aren't going to be a running team. They're going to throw and throw and throw. They add who you called earlier in this podcast, the most talented receiver in the NFL, to their team. Christian Kirk is a great slot receiver. One of the better ones in the league. Larry Fitzgerald is ageless, um, and it's just he's gonna he's gonna thrive. He's gonna put up such good numbers. I'm not gonna
1: say it's gonna be like this. Could be a little bit bigger Mayfield regression. No way. But um, I don't have faith much faith in Cliff Kingsbury still. Um, that's just offensively, defensively. I, I really. Preached on Isaiah Simmons, and I great pick that they got Isaiah Simmons here, very versatile uh, defensive player, which I think is huge for any team. Um, I don't know other than that they have Patrick Peterson still. Defense
0: Chandler Jones. They bring in Jordan Phillips from Buffalo, who is one of a he's a great run stopper. Last year they couldn't stop the run at all. They bring in Jordan Phillips, one of the better run stoppers in the league. It, Isaiah Simmons can play anywhere on defense. Patrick Peterson, you know, while he's getting up there in age, still uh, you know people say that better than Peterson, average option. Okay, I'm not saying he's a leader or anything, but he's a better than average option at corner. Uh, they bring in Devontae Campbell from Atlanta, who's you know a solid depth pick. He may slide into a starting role in the linebacker position. Uh, it's just, I, I'm not saying their defense is going to be great. That's they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. But I think he'll be good enough. Kyler, the, the the MVP odds is definitely not a ridiculous thing to say. I'm not gonna. I didn't pick him for MVP. Obviously, I'm uh, not obviously. I think that's something I would do. But <laughs> I, I did not do it for the record. but I really don't think it's like out of the realm of possibilities, especially if they go nine and seven.
1: I don't know. I mean, maybe six and ten. They should have seven and nine. But I don't have much faith in Cliff Kingsbury as an NFL coach. And again, I don't want to predict injury. Um Kyle Murray is small and it's a bad O line does not bode well for health. Yeah, who
0: else is small and had a bad O line for many years? Russell Russell Wilson Wilson.
1: But Kyle Murray is smaller and this O line line's a bunch smaller. Bad. We can move on from this.
0: <laughs> Jack's upset. All right, second place.
1: Uh I got the CR. Good. One of them both 10 and 6. Seahawks, Seahawks, Seahawks. I have the
0: 49ers in second place at 10 and 6. Okay.
1: What do you have the Niners? I mean the Seahawks. First place 12 and 4. Okay. Uh we'll talk about the Niners first cuz we both have at 10 and 6.
0: Um still a great roster. I mean they didn't really lose much. Um they did they did trade DeForest Buckner. Um but still they've got Armstead and Bosa. Uh so their defensive front's still going to be really good. Fred Warner had a great season last year. Quan Alexander was a little banged up last year, but he'll be, you know, coming back hopefully fully healthy. Secondary is still solid. So, their defense, defense is, you know, one of the better, better units in the league. Um, Great running back group still with Coleman and Mostert. Uh, they spent a first-round pick on Brandon Ayuk. What do you think about him? Um, He's not my favorite, but he, uh, you know, he could be all right. And this is still a team that's going to be – one of the higher run percentage teams in the league. Mm-hmm. So um with I think Debo, Ayuk and with, with George Kittle, I think that's, you know,
1: we more it. than okay. Yeah, and I just keep hearing a lot about how Ayuk real is a really good fit in this Shanahan system. Again with I mean Samuel too, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I have him at ten to six, so I still feel like they regress slightly, but um still so definitely right in there in the playoff mix.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: All right, so now we move on to the last team we haven't talked about yet, um, the Seattle Seahawks. I am at twelve and four. Jack has I'm at ten and six. Um, this is a team where I really, I mean, it's not like it's a bad roster at all, but it's just something about like, you know, you can't. The Seahawks are always that team. I feel like you can't really explain why they're doing as well as they are. I mean, I guess it's because of the quarterback situation because um, they have Russell Wilson, but it's a team that's just like. I feel like Wilson masks a lot of the uh, weaknesses in the team. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, they do have weaknesses. It's not like they're a complete roster, like the Ravens and the Chiefs and, you know, teams like that. Yeah. But um, I think if you have Russell Wilson, you have a good chance to at least win 10 games. Um, And I think a few things go your way. I think they can be right up there and have one of the better records in the league.
1: I see your point. I think twelve went a little too high. Eleven, I think, is a optimistic and like fair prediction. Um, but again, at Russell Wilson, as you said, masks a lot of weaknesses. Uh, he can really carry a team. Uh, DK Metcalf had a great rookie season. Uh, and yeah, Tyler that, Lockett too. So good yeah. wide receivers. Um, Chris O-line, Carson's
0: good though. Chris Carson, like Chris,
1: yeah. Chris Carson is good, and Rashad Penny. Him and Rashad Penny. Injury concerns like injuries are a concern for them. Penny uh, might not even start the season, right? Like, I think Chris Carson is good, but he just had a pretty significant injury last season, so that could be a hindrance to them. Uh, hopefully not, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 10 and six is what I have, Matt.
0: All right, so we have finally completed all the teams two hours later. <laughs> Um, but we will quickly run down our awards and then we'll get to the pl- um We'll do awards and the seedings and the playoffs. Okay. So we'll do it real quick. MVP. Dak. Dak Prescott. I feel like you did that last, <laughs> like in the beginning of last year, too. Um,
1: you
0: no, know, you probably had Rodgers or something. Yeah. I've got Patrick
1: Mahomes. Okay. I mean, that could. That could happen. The favorite. That could happen. <laughs> by the favorite. I mean, um, I haven't
0: gone fourteen and two. So, and I think like, I mean, his MVP season he had like I believe five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns, and eleven picks. I think this year he'll get five thousand. That sounds about right, honestly. Yeah. Like it's, I really think that he'll put up very similar numbers. Um, offense player of the year.
1: Well, let me argue for Dak real quick. Okay. Um, a couple reasons why Dak is going to win it. Uh, And some people. Well, first off, I talked about new coach Jason Garrett need to be gone, and I really think that this is going to be Dak Prescott at his peak this year uh, under Mike McCarthy. Uh, That's one. Uh, Two, we talked about earlier, adding CD Lamb, uh, Lamb, Cooper, and Zeke, and still Michael Gallup is a great receiver, probably the best weapons one of the best weapons, skill position players in the league. Another reason. Uh, Another reason, um, I mean, I don't know how legitimate this argument is, but Dak's always kind of like a big chip on his shoulder kind of guy, uh, trying to prove himself. He's a fourth-round pick. Um, Obviously, the whole contract situation, we don't know how that's going to play out by the season start, but I'll just say he's playing at a franchise tag. That's an extra motivator for him. to kind of prove that he's worth the money that he is. Um, his brother just died. That could be another motivator. Um, I don't know. That's a pretty legitimate argument, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going
1: to say you're crazy for it. Yeah. Offense player of the year. Rodgers. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Both? Okay. That, it, it, that happens in yeah. some years. Uh, I, I guess I won't really – um, again, I'll go with my – what people may call not the most concrete or legitimate argument, but Rogers playing with a chip on his shoulder this year, a, a fire in him, as I talked about earlier. Um, I think he's going to have a pretty high volume, or he's going to force the ball a lot, and I don't know. I just see him having a good year.
0: So I don't know what the exact numbers are behind this, but I feel like if a quarterback wins – um, What am I trying to say? Uh, I guess that's not true. I feel like if a quarterback wins MVP, there's not going to be another quarterback in Offensive Player of the Year. I feel like they give it to, like, a position player. Like, I feel like it's either the Offensive Player of the Year is either the quarterback that won MVP or it's a, a non-quarterback. Maybe. Because, like, th- like, last year it was – like, how did Lamar Jackson not win Offensive Player of the Year last year, first of all? Um, they gave it to Michael Thomas, who had a historic season in his own right. But then, like, you look at it—how does it not go to Christian McCaffrey? Right. So but I feel like yeah. the wins, even if it's even though it's offensive player of the year and not MVP, the wins still kind of matter because the Panthers went four and twelve. And like, how do you not give that to Christian McCaffrey? Right. Um, so I was considering Saquon, but I don't have the Giants. I have them going seven and nine. So okay. I don't know. Um, defense player of the year.
1: Uh, I picked Donald. T.J. Watt. Okay. I was really debating between T.J. Watt or Donald.
0: Um, I had someone else in mind, but I don't remember who it was.
1: I don't know. Uh, Donald, I was just when I was looking at the depth chart a few days ago. Just, I don't know. The defense didn't really impress me. I feel like he's going to have to pick up a lot of volume there, so his stats are going to be high. Um, I mean, we all know how good Aaron Donald is. Um, among defensive tackles in, like, what was the stat? Like, the highest graded like pass rush grade ever for defensive tackles in a single season. The top five were all Aaron Donald seasons.
0: Wow, <laughs>
1: from like twenty fifteen to nineteen, like in random order. But I mean, it's crazy what his he he does.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, TJ Waddle almost won it last year. So yeah, right, right. I expect him to be right in the fold this year as well. Offensive rookie of the year.
1: Um. Tua. Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I did have Clyde first, but um, nah. <laughs> uh, I Partially, I changed the Tua because I feel like they're very biased towards quarterbacks. I think, I mean, I don't. you probably disagree, I think Josh Jacobs should have won it last year. Uh, Zeke should have won it over Dak in 2016. But the reverse went. I think they're gonna if it's close, I think the quarterback holds the upper hand um, as much, I mean, if I have them going nine and seven, I think he could put up similar numbers as what Kyler did this year, um, if he reaches his full potential in year one. So, I mean, I don't know. That's why I had him at my offensive rookie of the year. Yeah,
0: but it's gonna be Clyde.
1: So <laughs> sorry. No, he's Clyde's gonna have a good year, and I almost had him. Yeah.
0: Defensive rookie of the year.
1: Uh, Isaiah Simmons. Same. Yeah. He's gonna do it all. It's yeah, similar to my argument for Donald. There's. Uh, a lot of pe- holes to fill in that defense, and his stats are going to be inflated. And yeah, very versatile player, like Simmons. So yeah,
0: comeback player of the year. You go, Matthew Stafford.
1: That's a good one.
0: That's I was raving about the Lions' offense earlier, so I think he's going to he's going to remind people that he's you know they shouldn't really he shouldn't be an afterthought. That's a good one. People were saying that the Lions should draft a quarterback. Like, no. I mean, if the Packers did, I feel like anyone could do it. But True, yeah. <laughs> it's still a dumb argument. Like, they, Stafford's like 32 or something. Like, he's not that old. I picked
1: 9 so yeah, 32. Yeah. 33. Um, I picked Ben. Now, I know uh, well, first off, I was thinking of picking Saquon, but... No.
0: No, no, no. He was out for like three games. I know. No, That doesn't, doesn't I know, qualify. yeah.
1: That's why I didn't go with him, but I mean, kind of the whole uh, theme I've been going with here. Um, Chip on your shoulder kind of guys with Dak and Rodgers, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit of an optimist as a Steelers fan. Uh, I mean, going into 2019, Ben had a lot of proof because obviously the whole Brown situation, um, uh, but he never really didn't get to play that out, obviously. So I don't know if that's still on his mind. Probably not, but I just feel like a lot of people are writing him off and he's my quarterback. He's a winner. And I think he can – I don't know. I still think he can have a productive season. Yeah, he's definitely, I
0: definitely can see it. Coach of the year, our last award.
1: Um, Well, considering their depth chart that we went over earlier and I still have them winning the division at 10-6, and six, I got Belichick.
0: Sean McDermott. Even
1: though it's not really that. that much of an improvement, but, like, I feel like – I have them as the two
0: seed in the AFC, so.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I see it. The
0: first AFC East champion in a long time, so.
1: Yeah, that could definitely happen, there.
0: Other than the Patriots. All right, let's run through the seedings and then quickly do the playoffs. Uh, okay. The AFC one seed Chiefs. Chiefs. Two. Ravens. Bills. Three. Ravens. Patriots. Four. Colts. Colts. Five. Steelers. Steelers. Six. Browns.
1: Bills. Whoa. Seven. Broncos. Broncos. So weird having 17s.
0: Yeah, so I had – it was tough to figure out the tiebreakers – um, so it was tricky because I had the Browns coming in second in the AFC North, Yeah. but it was a three-way tie because I had the Steelers, Browns, and Broncos all nine and seven. <laughs> so it was very complicated to figure out, but I think I did it right, and I had the Steelers at five, Browns six, and Broncos at seven. Like That's actually how okay. it would go with the tiebreakers. Um, NFC.
1: Well, should we just go over? All right, NFC. <laughs> um, one, I got the Vikings. Seahawks. Two, I got the Saints. Cowboys. Okay. Three, I the Cowboys.
0: Three, Saints. Uh,
1: four, 49ers.
0: Four is the Vikings.
1: Okay. Five, I have the Packers.
0: Five, the Eagles.
1: Um, Six, I got the Seahawks. Six, I have the 49ers. And then seven, I got the Eagles.
0: Seven, I have the Cardinals.
1: Okay, so we got all the same teams except I got the Seahawks.
0: cardinals and packers
1: oh you don't have the packers yeah okay
0: so it was a three-way tie between the packers the bucks and the cardinals for the last spot and obviously like it's not just me picking the cardinals like i went through it and the cardinals got it so um, they sneak in there it's very odd not having brady or rogers in the playoffs but um that's the way it works
1: Um, I guess, how about I'll just run through my AFC, like, whoever who real quick, and I'll go to, like, who I have winning the AFC, and then you can go, okay? All right. So, I got the Raven, the two-seed Ravens over the Broncos, seven-seed Broncos. I got the six-seed Bills over the three-seed Patriots. I got the five-seed Steelers over the four-seed Colts. So, then I got the one-seed Chiefs over the six-seed Bills, Uh, the five-seed Steelers over the two-seed Ravens, and then the one seed Chiefs over the five seed Steelers. Chiefs win the AFC.
0: All right, I have the four seated. Sorry, the five seated Steelers over the four seated Colts. The two seated Bills over the seven seated Broncos, and then the three seated Ravens over the six seated Browns. So that means the Chiefs, Steelers, and the Bills, Ravens, and then I have the Chiefs beating the Steelers, and then the Ravens beating the Bills. So the AFC championship is the Chiefs, Ravens, and I have the Chiefs winning.
1: Um NFC. I got the two Saints over the seven Eagles. Um the three Cowboys over the six Seahawks and the Five Packers over the four forty ers Then I got the two Saints over the three Cowboys. And then I got the five Packers over the one Vikings. And then I got the two Saints over the five Packers. All right, I got something a little different here. Yeah, you didn't have the Packers in the the playoffs. I got them all over there.
0: So I have the Eagles over the Vikings. Okay. Cardinals over the Cowboys. (laughs) The Saints Uh, over the 49ers.
1: Sorry, do you have the Eagles winning the first game? Yeah, they beat the Vikings.
0: So I've got the Seahawks beating the Cardinals. Okay. Eagles beating the Saints. So I have Seahawks, Eagles, and the NFC Championship, and I have the Seahawks moving on to the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So who's your Super Bowl? You got the Chiefs and Seahawks? Yeah. I got the Chiefs and Saints. Who is winning it all? The Chiefs. I pick the Saints. Drew Brees is going to come out on top and right off in the sunset like Peyton Manning did.
0: I am... So I I can't see anyone beating the Chiefs. I really don't. I don't know. Kind <laughs> of scared. Like I really think like no one will beat them for like ten years. We'll see. We'll go sixteen and zero every year, and then seventeen and zero when it could, I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I I guess that's a basic pick, but I just that's what I think. I think they're gonna win again um anyway thank you all for listening (laughs) it's been a while this has to be our longest episode i don't think we've ever gone over two hours and i'm probably over two hours right i am very confident i feel like that we have yeah um so (laughs) thank you for listening i'm even if you just listen for a portion thank
1: you right um time stamps will be included as that has been stressed throughout this episode (laughs) yeah Yeah. so
0: you can pick and choose um what you want to listen to yep um and like i said we'll be talking more about the rookies probably next week we'll probably have a guest on um Mm -hmm. and uh that's it folks thank you for listening you can follow us on instagram at hogline podcast follow me and jack at mitchell manis and at underscore jack dot underscore